across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Oh, yes. No, no, no. Thank you very much indeed. We'll have none of that. This is live. It's 9.59. It, well, I don't even know what day it is. Is it Tuesday? Why the hell not? Where the hell have you been, you slackers? 0344 I'm not telling you the rest. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on, this is a song. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, nuts. Hang on, this is a song. Hang on. Hang on, here we go. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, this is a song. It's not working. <clears throat> hang on. I've been obsessed about this song. I've been obsessed about this song the whole time I've been off. Um, let's try it, let's try this. Hang on a minute. Ah, oh, dear. Hang on, hang on. I'm you sure. have to sing it at this rate. No, 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 no. No, no, no. This is a, this is a great song. This is a great song. Uh, you know, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Don't wait. What does I click into the old? It's gonna be a very gentle show. I'm 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 worrying. I'm not worrying. I'm I've probably come back two days early, so um, um, I'm already. Uh, flagging but don't you worry guys don't you worry who who knew that um tonsillitis a thing that seven-year-olds get is actually an incredibly psychedelic disease i was all over the shop last week i've got i don't even know what i did last week hang on here we go this this is a song listen to this this is uh, this is a song have this this is this is a song right turn the mics off this is a song
This is the only radio station in the world that is playing She Knows All About Boys from David Cassidy's 1985 comeback album, Romance. And I don't know why. I do not know why. 03444991000. But, um, this last week, I've been so ill. And I've been obsessed with the album. For some reason, the album popped in. I'll tell you why. Because in my bedroom, where I have, I spent last week tripping my nuts off. I was, I was, it was like, um, hate Ashbury 1967. Oh, I was away with the fairies. On, on the Wednesday, <laughs> on Wednesday, I got up and I'm shuffling through the house, right, in just, just my pyjamas, right, my pyjama trousers, and literally I'm walking like this, right, I'm walking like this, th- this speed, right, and my wife was in the other room, she goes, Ian, where are you going? I'm going downstairs. What are you going downstairs for? I'll go and see my mum. Oh. You what? I'm going to go and see my mum. Your mum's not here, Ian. I see I can hear her talking downstairs. Ian, your mum's not here. You're delirious. Go back to bed. Oh, mum, I'm coming to... Ian, go to bed now. Oh, God, speak to her later. Went back to bed, right? And then, and then a couple of hours later, then my wife comes in and says, do you want anything? And I started crying. She goes, what are you crying for? I said, there's this bloody cat his cat is just everywhere and I can't work out if it's Velvet or Toby. Now Toby was the cat we had when I was a kid who died when I was 11 and we moved to Farnham Common. We moved to a main road and he got run over. Oh. And, I was, and I was thinking, well I knew it couldn't be Toby. I was pretty... I was like 60% sure it wasn't Toby, right? But then I was kind of about 60% sure it wasn't Velvet because I was thinking I had Velvet around about the time of September the 11th, 9-11. I thought, I can't have had... That was years ago. And so I got very upset about that. And then... This may have been the same day. It may, I'd got no idea. And then my, I remember my wife looking... Do you want anything? And I was in tears. because what are you crying for now? I can't remember when I left LBC. She's going to be talking about. I said, I know I don't work there. I don't know you think I'm being... I, don't, I know I don't work there. But was it recent? I was in, I was in floods of tears. Bloody LBC. So I, and this is, this is just tonsillitis. Who would have thought that seven to 11 year olds have the psychedelic key that unlocks them and connects them with the universe? I was floating through space. Yes, admittedly, admittedly, I was in absolute agony. Every, I mean, my neck was the size of a small village. Uh, I couldn't swallow. Every part of my body, I was in sweat and then sh- shiver. I was in agony. But dear God, I was, I was, it was like 19, I was a Woodstock, man. But you'd left it to the point where your tonsils were poisoning you. That's, that's the vibe. Is that what it, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, God, I knew I was sick when on one day I woke up and I was, I was awake from five o'clock. And so I was listening to Steve Allen. I knew I was ill then. Something wrong, yeah. I knew that, I knew that I'd crossed the line and I was not a well man. I was listening to. Were you enjoying it though? I was thinking it was all right, actually. Oh, gosh. Um, and I, at, at some point last week, I went to a walk-in centre and I made a point. I, I woke up at five and I thought, I've got to go to the doctors because I've got no idea what's going on here. It's getting worse and worse. 
Um, so I saw the walk-in centre opened at eight. So at seven, I got up and I drove. And I got there at half past seven. I'm sat in the car park. They opened the door at ten to eight. And I went, went in. I was the first one in there, right? And then two people came in, and, st- and I was I was sat in a in a in a chair. Uh, and then then this woman came in, and she started. And the woman said, "No, I'm sorry, we can't do any bookings till eight o'clock. I've got an appointment. We can't do any bookings till eight o'clock. I'm afraid we've got we've got five minutes." And then I saw this fella coming in. I thought he's going to nab my. She's nabbed my, my spot. He's going to try and nab my number two. And he did. He went and stood right up at the counter. So I got up, completely off my nut. I got up. And he stood at the counter there. And I just went and stood right next to him at the counter. And we, and then he started going... <laughs> implying that he had a breathing thing and his right. breathing thing was important. And I just thought... So what did you do? Spat on him. Oh. <laughs> Luckily, then the woman came and she went, um, OK, you can see now, everyone, this gentleman was first. And oh. then she said... I couldn't speak at this point because my throat was so tight. She said, what can we do for you today? And I went, oh, I want the doctor. She said, why is that? And I went, I'm not very well. Oh, <laughs> that was my answer. Oh, yeah. And do you know what? She accepted that as an answer. Well, so she should. She accepted it. I was seen Passed within, the test. I was seen within 20 minutes. And um, a nurse went, you've got tonsillitis. And I went, oh, no. And she gave me some pills, which I'm still taking, some penicillin. And um, I don't know what day that was. And then I managed to get home. And I'm glad I went then, because after that, boy, oh, boy, it was skyrockets. In, Wasn't like, that a Thursday? No, it's before Thursday. I like to say Tuesday, Tuesday, but I didn't think I did anything on Tuesday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday? Jesus. So Tuesday I was ill, right? I wasn't completely delirious, but I was ill. And I took Tuesday off, right? But I still thought, so I went out and I bought loads of cough medicine and throat stuff. And I thought, right, I can't sit in the bedroom all day. I'm going to go and get a coffee in Costa. So I went out of coffee in Costa and I'm just sat there and I wasn't enjoying it. And I started crying because it felt very emotional this last week. So I thought, I'm going to go back to bed. So I got up and as I went out, I was parked on like a little sort of street. And this cyclist came bombing down the street and smacked into someone. Wow. I thought, Jesus. And this guy who he smacked into went nuts. He had a big bucket of water, and basically the water went over him. But he smacked into him, right? He's going, what are you doing? Well, you've got me soaking wet. What are you doing? And the guy went, "You're well, you shouldn't have stepped out like that. And they're arguing, they're arguing. And I just went, all right. I thought, I've got I said, all right, guys, listen, you all right? The guy in the, got not hit. He went, yeah, yeah. I said, all right, just, just you, you were going a bit fast, man. I was doing the man thing. Mm. I was going... Man, you're going a bit far. What, the speed limit is, what, 20 miles an hour? Was I doing 20 miles an hour on a bike? I said, well, yeah, but you should be able to stop if someone steps out and you hit him. And I'm not, I'm just saying, man, you were a bit fast and, you know, what's it got to do with you, man? Oh, gosh. I was thinking, oh, Jesus. Do you know, it has absolutely nothing to do with me. And I went, um... Okay, well, I just saw you hit this gentleman. Are you okay? And he's, this guy was kind of checking himself. And I said, look, okay. I'm, and I went to get in the car. And the, the guy, like, well, you're going to pee off. <gasps> nice guy. So I turned around and went, oh, right, okay. I was going to go, but now I'm going to offer to be a witness to this gentleman if he wants to take this. And he, What's it got to do with you? He's effing and jeffing, effing and jeffing. It's got to do with you. And, uh, 
And I, and I ignored him, and I was going to the... And, and then I just had enough. And as I went to get in the car, I, I just went, oh, mate, why don't you at least say sorry to him, you prick? <laughs> that was that was a big mistake. He then um, started... I then got in the car, and then he started getting a bit violent towards the car window. <laughs> So what I did was I got my phone and I was and I was trying to start periscoping it. I was going to periscope it. It didn't take. But so now I'm doing that thing of f- filming it. Yeah. And he's going F off you F in F. This is the guy who's in the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Quite obviously. Yeah. Gosh. And I'm at death's door thinking, oh, sweet Lord. What have I got myself you, involved in? You do always end up in the middle of this stuff. Well. I was just going to be a witness Hello. to the guy because he and I was feeling so ill and he's having a go at me and 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 you know the fair play the guy that got hit was in shock but I, and then I'm thinking, mate, stick up for me, I <laughs> <laughs> stick up for me. I've put my neck out on the line here. If you stick up anywhere, but 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 um. So then it all got then it got then I got obsessed with this David Cassidy album, his 1985 comeback album, Romance. The hit single from that was, of course. If this is the last kiss, All right, yeah. if this is the last touch, I'll get you down. And I bought that um, probably in about, so that came out in 1985, and I bought it as a tiny little record shop around the back of Slam. I was, I was travelling through time and space last week, and suddenly I remembered, I don't know why, I do know why, but it's, it's too complicated to explain. Um, so suddenly I was back in this record shop in about uh, 1990 buying this romance album on cassette for 25p. And the guy in the shop at the time said, well, buying that, you really are in for a musical uh, journey that's going to expand your mind. He was taking the mick. I thought, well, that was rude. You should but, have recorded it and took it back. Well, it teach him right, serve him right. It would teach him serve him right. Yeah. Then, I, but then, I, then I thought, oh, I really want to get that album again, so I ordered it again. And every time I buy an album, I send I send the the receipt off to my um, uh, accountant. Research, <laughs> and um, some of I can claim back, and some of I can't. And he never passes any comment on any of the records I bought. He sent me an email saying, Ian, sometimes your music taste is SH1T. My accountant. Two out of two. My accountant. I don't, I'm thinking that's the same record. Isn't that weird? I'm going to buy it again in 20 years' time and test See the theory. Um, be, be tuned. Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Um, so so my week has been tonsillitis. Tonsillitis. Um and um, just being absolutely exhausted and not being able to... I couldn't even read. I was so ill. I had some magazines and some books. I thought, well, at least I'll get to do some reading. Couldn't even read. All I could do was listen to the radio, Radio 4 and Talk Radio and LBC, of course. Um, one of those stations is not actually true. Um, and um, that was my that was my constant companion, was the radio. It was the thing that kept me tethered. If, and if I turned the radio off, I'd start floating too high, man. So like it's a big thing, bubble head. Yeah, the thing that kept me tethered. Um, and I came in today... Well, yesterday's show was pre-recorded. And, we, and thank you, Catherine, for finishing that off, because I wasn't able to come in and finish that off. And I, I didn't listen to it. But um, I'm sure you did an excellent job. And lots of people have said really nice things. Yeah, really sorry nice about things. the bed music and that, but that's the trouble with... Uh... Pre-record. Pre-records, because I don't know how many adverts they're yeah, sticking. Yeah, exactly. So don't, don't matter. Don't want, it's a tiny, tiny thing. If that's all they can pick us up on, then beautiful. We're fine. And, if, and there were so many nice comments and words about it. 
Um, and we'll, if you missed it, we'll explain what it was a bit later on, and we'll tell you about how the podcast can fill in the gaps and stuff. Um, so yesterday's show was... So I, was, I was always thinking, I haven't got to get back Monday. OK, right, so that Tuesday. Now, on Friday, we're going to go to Manchester to do the show from the listener's house. I'm going to have to wear a hazmat orange suit or something so I don't give him the lurgy. Saturday, we're doing um, the rabbit hole in Manchester. So I thought, right, Monday, so I'm... And I just thought, today, I've really got to come in and give this a, a good shot. Brave soldier. And I'm really re- regretting that decision because I am knackered. I am absolutely knackered. I can't... My, my throat's still a little bit sore. Um, and uh, I've got the worst indigestion, like really painful. And it'll just... It's fine now, but every now and then it'll just catch me and it'll, I'll just swallow it. But, oh, jeez. I've lost a stone, just under a stone in weight since we last met. It's outrageous. Outrageous. All this because of tonsillitis. And I was, because I was a 70s generation where everyone had their tonsils out. Mm. And I was yay close to getting my tonsils out. I remember my parents giving me the talk about how it would be quite painful, but you get to eat ice cream and jelly. And I was, and I was ready for it. And then for whatever reason, they stopped doing it. We, I, you know, I guess kind of sensible. They were literally a generation of kids. They'd take them and scrape their throats out, which is an odd... Uh... But you would get them in a jar. You would get them in a jar, yeah. So I've eaten a lot of ice cream. Um, and two banana. I can tell you everything I've eaten in, in the past week. I've had four bowls of ice cream, two, three bananas. I had a bowl of hot custard and bananas. That was That was extravagant. I shouldn't have done that. Um, I've had two chicken fillets, some peas. I really wanted some peas. With the chicken? or just With the chicken, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I had a bit of salad today, a little bit of salad. I had a, uh, uh, I went into town today to see if I'd be well enough to come here and I had um, a New York cheesecake milkshake. Oh. Because I thought that's like, a, I needed sugar. I needed to get some sugar in my body. And I thought oh, that's kind of a meal and a drink. Um... That's it. That's all of you. Good story. Wow, thank you very much indeed. Well, this is... And also, ah, here's another thing. We'll go to the break in a minute. And we've got Evan, and we've got Jamie, and we've got Cleo. My filter on good stories versus bad stories... It's gone. It has gone. As possibly... Well, I'm, I'm judging by your tone the last three minutes. Possibly the last 20 <laughs> minutes. I don't, honestly, I don't know. But here's the thing. I don't care. I I've got a short temper because I've been on Twitter three times and ended up telling everyone to F off. <laughs> Every single time. You've seen that. Literally. Saying, Leave it alone, Ian. Leave it alone. Oh, he's done it again. Literally. <laughs> just telling everyone to F off. And then, but did it make you feel better? It did, but then I had to go and send like private messages to a lot of people saying, I'm really sorry, I've not been well. <laughs> so my filter... On what is good and what is bad is kaput. Um, with that in mind, I'll let you know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Don't forget to tick your radio diaries. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now, here's the thing. Um, the control panel in this studio is broken, and Paul Ross broke it, and so everyone's bad-mouthing Paul Ross. I won't bad-mouth Paul Ross. Do you want to know why? He's the only um, one of my colleagues who sent me a message saying, 
Do you want me to come round and sit with you for a bit? Boom. Have that. Have that. Paul, you can damage as much um, professional equipment as you want, sir, because you, to me, are everything. Um, let's go to Eben. Good evening, Eben. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Eben. I'm glad you're feeling better now, Ian. Thank you very much indeed, Eben. Me too. Mm. What are you doing? Are you masturbating? No, I'm actually on the train. Masturbating on a train? This is outrageous. No, No, I missed my first train because the Q&A that I went to went on longer than expected. And I would have had two minutes to catch the train. Okay. You still not explain why you're masturbating on a train, Evan? No, I'm not masturbating on a train. It sounds like it. No, I just had a wonder because I had some food in Ragamamas, then okay. I was a bit late. What was again. the Q&A about? Masturbation? No, it was about Twin Town. It was with the director. About who? Do you know Twin Town? Is that, um, is that the commitments? No, the film set in Swansea and it's about, like, drug addicts and... Is that The Commitments? No. That's the only film I know at the moment. But today was one of my only, like, good days. Hang on a minute, Kath's just arrived. Kath, make me a drink. Thank you, Kath. Um, Evan's joining us and he's um, masturbating on a train. Oh gosh! Mm, he's no, been to see. A, he's been to see the commitments, and it's got him feeling horny. Oh, I was in the commitments, briefly. Well, not in the movie. No, I was in a cover band. That's not. You can't say. <laughs> I was in the commitments. I can. He was apparently quite um, yeah. a handful. That young man. Yeah. He he bought into the character. Mm-hmm. Where is he now? Still touring the commitments. Probably. I wasn't um, in that band. I was in another one called Upstream. What's your um? Fa- it's got. What's your favourite song from the commitments, Eben? Mustang Sally. I haven't heard of them. That's the, that is when they start to, when they start doing Mustang Sally. That's when they think, oh yeah, we've got a sound. We have got. We're going to be the commitments. That's what. That's what that is. That's true. Um, when they say the language of Saul is the language of Ryden. I don't actually remember the movie. Oh, I liked it. I remember it was a thing, but it didn't get me horny on a train though, Ed. And that is no, very. That, pe- that is yeah, peculiar. <laughs> I'm not. You finished now, have you? Oh, okay. No. Okay. No, I haven't been. No, nope. no, nope. that's all right. Hey, listen, whatever. As long as you don't get caught. No, is it a bit under breath? Yeah. So, Evan, what have you called in for? Just to show off? No, I'm just called up because I'm quite bored and I just haven't listened to the radio in a while. Yeah. I just thought. Call you up, and it'll make me a bit happier than the week I've had. Oh, you, and then that, look what happened. What, and then you get bullied. Um, what's mm. happened this week? You, have, you, have you not... You, you got beaten up in Tesco again? No, suspicious. not again. I've just been... Well, you were stressing around my exams and been thinking about the future, if I screw up. Um, have you... Where, what are you... Have you... Uh, hang on a minute. Are you doing... Have you done your exams? No, I'm going to be doing my fifth year A-level now. Oh, I wouldn't worry about it. I, I, it's not like... important. I got um, uh, an E and a B, and that was over a period mm. of three years. And look at me. I've mm. uh, I've got a job on the 
16th biggest speech radio station in the country. But also, I got three A's and I'm still working with this girl. Here's the thing, here's the thing, Eben. She got three A's. And a B. I got um, an E and a B over three years. I'm earning three times what she is. It's totally That's is. actually true. Mm. Three times what she is. <laughs> mm. This is what I'm... Mainly worried about being all my like friends. Uh, yeah, three A star students. Uh, no, I'm not really. Ditch it don't it. matter, obviously. Evan, ditch it, mate. Honestly, listen. D- uh, d- thank you for that. It's an important thing to remember. A levels don't count for Jack. I'm, I'm three times what you're earning. I know. My dad dug you out my degree certificates. That's really annoying. <laughs> it's annoyed. Life annoys me. <laughs> I love my it. My dad dug out my degree certificates. Yes, I have two, and um, oh. no one's ever asked to see them. No. No, no, they're no. not in a frame. They're just in a well, horrible o- brown envelope being stuffed in the back of a the drawer. The only time I had to show my GCSEs and A-levels was when I went to... Um, well, I was not supposed to call it uni, according to uh, Miranda right. Sawyer, who's t- telling me off on Twitter constantly. was when I went to uni. <laughs> and um, they, they ne- that was the only time I've ever displayed them to anyone. <laughs> With not much pride. I got a distinction in my, in my degree. What did you do a degree in? I did joint honours, French joint, and Spanish. Joint writing. French, French and Spanish, Saunders. and I got distinction in spoken Spanish. Mine pretty much was a degree in French and Saunders. We, it was performing <laughs> arts, and we just we watched um, we just watched comedy. We watched wow. Laurel and Hardy. We got stoned and watched Laurel and Hardy and the Three Stooges, and then we got more stoned. Don't do drugs, kids. And we watch it in slow motion. I remember once we watched an entire Laurel and Hardy film in the class. No, oh, we used to bunk off. Oh, in slow motion. So we watched it. And then we watched it all in slow motion. It took all day to watch this film. And it was great because you knew what you knew what was coming up. And you'd be thinking, oh, God, Ollie, oh, n- oh no, his trousers are going to fall down. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So you watched him go, mm-hmm, hmm, in slow motion. Oh, the, the, the Oliver Hardy looks to camera are just delicious <laughs> when he bangs his um, thumb that's already got a great big bandage on oh! <laughs> when, when stan Lord does something stupid and then does something even more stupid and then does something even more stupid that, that ends up with ollie on his fat ass on the floor <laughs> and he just looks at the camera as if to say what the hell is going on here and then you've got james finnison doing uh, his double takes um oh, oh. <laughs> just how's that no, no, wait, put a double dose in there those um those are absolutely delicious and that was my degree that was my degree we then went for one uh, module we did a module and um <laughs> this is good actually we called it frame 313 what's frame 313 i don't know it's the exact frame in the zabruda footage where the bullet Hits oh, wow. Kennedy's head, frame 313, and it got taken out, and no one saw it for years and years, so you saw it. Anyway, so we did a piece called Frame 313, so pretentious, but wonderful. <laughs> and um, it was all, it, it was us. There were three of us listening to a recording of a Three Stooges routine where they're trying to climb up something, and they've got a spike. One's got a spike in his shoe, and he tre- treads on this guy's head. He goes, oh, 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 my head! And we worked out by sheer coincidence that by playing that at a certain point as the Sabruda footage, as the bullet hit wow, him, he went, that, oh, 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 my head! That's terrible! Look out, look out with that climbing spike! Oh, my head! And we we did that. 
we got we got like an A for that. We just we just showed that, and then we did magic tricks, and it was all about illusions, and everything's an illusion, and all of this. Got an A for that. Listen, if you can justify it, that's the joy of an arts degree. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This really is a, a, a fair to middling show this evening. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, turns out I spoke to Scott last week I don't remember Scott's just messaged me uh, on Twitter you were talking to me about the cat a lot I replied oh did we talk yes I rung you three times I was trying to let you let me come over Uh, you were talking like my nan was speaking when she had a stroke (laughs) you were talking about your cat you were shouting at me saying, why are you asking me so many questions? <laughs> why are you trying to make me feel bad? That sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> I don't remember I've kept that. all the text you sent me, flipping it. <laughs> why are you asking me so many questions? Well, Scott, I'd stand by that. Why were you asking me so many questions? That's, um... The thing was, it was difficult to know whether you were doing a thing, and then I realised you weren't. No, I don't, I don't do a thing anymore. Jamie! Jamie. Yes? <laughs> I think it's Jamie after night, Amy. Uh, what? I called in and said my name was Jamie, and you just said Amy. No, I said Jamie. In which case, I really, really apologise. The apology is not... <laughs> listen, everyone's confused, guys. From now on, you're Amy. Amy. <laughs> I know, please. You might, what would have happened is... Here we go, let's get technical. I would have said Jamie, and as I was saying the jerk, I would have touched the screen, and your phone would have just for a second flicked off. So you'd right. have heard Amy. But um, I, you listen back to the tapes, guys. When we, I'll take you to court. <laughs> I will see you. I will have my day in court, and they will play the recording of this. And boy, oh boy, Amy, you will, uh, oh, Jamie, you will regret the day you tried to sue me, Mister Lee. If you say it, then it's good enough for me. God may God bless you, Amy. What you got? For anyway, uh, the reason I called firstly, you, you, I was a, I was calling calling primarily to discuss your. Uh, conversations last night but predominantly with chris ryder uh i've been a radio what you would describe as a radio geek since yep. around 89 90 yep and there were a number of things that came out in your conversations last night which were just a total joy i was thinking back when i was listening to the first call you had tonight when you said all the interesting characters are out between 10 and 1 yeah and there you go you've got somebody on a train Knocking one out. <laughs> well, well, we'll never know. Uh, we know. <laughs> we know. Last time he called us, he pooed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> for that, listen, for let me just finish. For those who missed it last night, because people don't listen to the bank holiday, or they thought I was going to be off, or they were upset it wasn't Jake, or whatever. Um, it was a show that we'd been working on for a while, me and Kath. Um, and it, it was just going to be an hour at one point, but then we just we, we just kept getting really excited and asking people, and it was me interviewing um, some some who I consider to be proper radio legends, and a lot of them have worked here at Talk Radio, Talk Sport. We had uh, Caesar the Geezer, uh, Mike Mendozoff, uh, James H. Reeve. Had a really nice chat with um, James Well because no one, and I said to James, 
I don't want I don't want the on air bloke. I want you. I want to talk to you. And he get he doesn't like doing that. He doesn't like it being James Well. But I thought he did it for most of it. A nice chat with Ash, and then to round it off, a delicious conversation with Tony Blackburn. You know, real kind of geek. And it was all there were no trick questions. There was no arch. It was just us celebrating the fact that radio existed. And um, I knew that you'd like it. But I, I was in bed last night looking at some of the tweets. I couldn't listen because I could never listen to me. But I was looking at some of the tweets that were coming through. And, and me and Kath were both blown away by everyone who, who enjoyed it. So, you know, thank, we, we, we're going to do another one at some point, I think, because that was such a joy. It was absolutely delightful. Thank you, man. It really sort of took me back to a different place in my life where I'd always been a fan of radio, but I'd never brought in to a character Mm. And if you like, I suppose today we'd call it a brand, wouldn't we? But I really brought into Caesar. I really brought into what he did, yeah. what he to what he, to what he did on air, the wind ups. Uh, he also did a lot of quite challenging stuff too. Oh, it was great! It, it, it was great. Yeah, it, it wasn't he, a one trick pony. He had a, he had, he had a huge range, and he could deal with people on so many different levels, and he made it look. Easy. Mm. Now, I know what you do isn't easy. I don't do it, but I know what you do isn't easy. Yeah? It's... Trying to explain it to... Trying to explain it to somebody who can't do it is very, very difficult indeed. But he managed to get that across. As do you sometimes, as do as do some of the other... I just thought it was absolutely great. And I did listen... I listened to about two minutes of Caesar, then I switched off. But I just thought it was really nice hearing um, Caesar and, and Mike Mendoza on talk again. It's not, And it's not a set-up we've... Hey, and hey, they're coming back. They're probably not. I, I'm sure they both would if they were off the, the, the gig. I don't know what the history is. Um, but it was just nice having them... It was just nice hearing their voices again on the radio, you know. It was a thrill for me. Couldn't agree more. You get say, so I could tell by the way you were interviewing and the kind of questions that you were asking, you were asking the kind of questions I wanted to know the answers yeah. to. Oh, it was you a know, as a, as a, yeah. Yeah, as a, as a fan. Yeah. There is one thing I really, as somebody who sort of works in the industry now and sort of has been around for a, for a good few years, yeah. I'd just like some informed opinion on. Yes. So many... Come to the right of, place. We're uh, the home of informed opinion. No, we're the home of free <laughs> speech. No, we're the home of something. Yeah, the home of take, you weren't used to be the home of free talk, but anyway, moving on. Moving um, on. Well, we are free, we are kind of free now. Oh, free, oh, three, four, 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 nine, one thousand. It's, it's, it's not, I know it's not a free phone number, but with most packages, it's it don't cost nothing. No, it's costing it's costing me not a bean. And to yeah. be honest with you, it's, it is just a complete delight to be here. The reason uh, what I was going to ask you was so many of these, if you like, iconic or headline acts. Yes. Uh, a station. They 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 say like all politic all political careers ending in failure, but in these particular cases, they don't seem to end in failure. But they seem to leave a cloud. Yeah, yeah, a cloud of why? Because when Caesar went off the air at Invicta, he just dropped off the air. Uh, Ian Collins, who's now over at LBC, got his gig. Yeah, Ian Collins was working with him at the time. He's one of his characters. And Ian went on the air and took two weeks of, well, two weeks of a dog's abuse yeah. like, for why Caesar wasn't on the air. But he was, he was obviously telling yeah. a, a company line and he was trying to get through that so he could start building his own show. And, you know, he did brilliantly at that. Yeah. But what is your, what's, the, what's your question, caller? Well, my question is, what happened with Mr. Ryder? 
Do you know? I don't uh, know. I know. I know there was there was some there was some uh, criminal thing that happened. He said he was innocent. I but beyond well, that, I don't know. And also, I do, also I don't yeah. care. I don't care. I could have asked him about that. I, you know, and, and I could have asked any of them about the, the comings and goings. But that wasn't what it was about. I did. I didn't want to do a. So then, why didn't you tell me what? I don't. I didn't care about that. I just wanted to to embrace them and thank them and enjoy, you know, the good stuff. No, and you did that, and you did that remarkably well. And I'm not criticising one element of any no. of the pieces that you did. What You're just I'm, curious. You, like he said last night, but I was. He said last night, but I was innocent. Yeah. Well, today, as, as I say, remember what I said at the start. Yeah. I really brought into this brand. I really brought into this guy. Yeah. And to be honest with you, not thought about it for a number of years. Yeah. And it really sort of today sort of was on a bit of a mission trying to dig out, you know, some facts around don't. it. Just leave, just leave it. Let, it. let it be whatever it is you well, want it to be, because I don't know the ins and outs. I don't even yeah. really want to talk about it, talk about it, because it's, it's well, nothing I'm to do with me. I'm, I'm certainly not going to talk about, as I say, today, I found out precious little, but even yeah. if I did, I have enough respect for you, enough respect for myself, and enough yeah. respect for Mr. Ryder not to discuss his, his, his public affairs yeah. while, while he's not here, while he's not here, like, third seat into... To defend himself, I'm I'm more talking about the general thing. Whereas, say, Mr. Ryder had his issues. Kenny Everett again, a, a genius who came up you in your see what I get up to in my spare time, man. Hey, Amy, well, listen, uh, uh, I'm going to move on, and it, because my, the, the system here is screwed, so there's no polite way of doing it. I'm just going to cut you off. Don't don't take it the wrong way. I just have to. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. CJ's unhappy. At least when Jake's on the radio, he, 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 he perceived my mentioning of Jake as a, as a dig, which of course it wasn't. No. But, but see, <laughs> at least when Jake's on the radio, he treats people with kindness, humour, hmm. respect, love and peace. Oh, chill out, man. Talk radio needs more of him, to be honest. And less of this hole of negativity this show has become. I used to like you. Hell even looked up to you. Sad how things have gone. In your opinion, CJ, sad how things have gone in your opinion. Where's the, where's the, where was the negativity in last night's show, buddy? Where was the negativity? It was a three-hour love letter to radio. Where's the negativity this evening? What are you talking about? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that people don't like. I had a, when I was on strike, I had a revelation. I had a real revelation. Um, the being nice and celebratory is the main theme of the show, and it always has been, and I think it always will be, because it would be so easy to do one of those shows. You know, someone there mentioned Ian Collins, who's a brilliant broadcaster, he's got a new book out, and I had a chance to listen to him a bit last week. It was Brexit and Muslims. It was Brexit and Muslims and, and pointing the finger and, 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 and all of this. And Kath and I have made this, this, this conscious decision not to do the pointing the finger. Okay, um, But when I was on strike, it dawned on me, that three hours of being wonderful and being lovely and being light and and even if callers were were rude, being nice with them, even if callers were stupid and making stupid ill thought ill thought out points, being well, I'm so glad you've called in. It dawned on me that that's not the, what I wanted to do. It's not what I wanted to do as a broadcaster, and it's certainly not what I would want to listen to. As as a listener, if someone phones up and is is obnoxious, or if someone phones up and says something stupid, um, I'm gonna call them out, and that's a decision I made during the strike, and it took a little while for me to kind of t- t- introduce it. Um, hey, thanks, son. 
<laughs> oh, that's cheered me up. Um, and um, you've, you've, I've lost my thread now, youngest. Uh, thank you very much indeed. He's going to say it again in a second. Let me switch it off. Um, I, 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 if, if people phone up and they're talking out of their, their backside, I'm going to say, I, I think you're talking out your backside. The show is still celebratory. The show is still, is still uh, love and peace. Um, but it's also a lot more light and shade. It's a lot more grown up than it was. When was the strike? That was March, wasn't it? God, it's only, it's only six, seven weeks ago. It's a lot more grown up than it was eight weeks ago. It's called Evolution. It's called, it's an evolution. And the, the, the show that I'm doing now is different from how it was two months ago, which is different from how it was at Christmas, which is different from how it was when it started. Can I also make a suggestion? Well, um, there is very little more negative than listening to something that makes you miserable and then deciding to go out of your way to send a message to be negative to someone that you don't know. Well, it's, I'm not. I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying. I know, I know. So but I'm, I'm, you don't have to do that to yourself or I anyone know. else. I know. I'm. I'm cool with that. And I know that there's a little corner where people, you know, get, get together and, and they slag at me off and they slag the show off and they used to like the show and now they don't like the show and now they like another show better. And that's fine, man. That's absolutely fine. We all go through our, you know, we go through our phases and we go through our th- things and we find people that speak to us more than others and that's absolutely fine. Um, but this is the this is the way the show is going. I, I disagree really really strongly with um your your uh summary of the show disagree really really strongly with it um in fact you're wrong no you're wrong on this um i think the show is better for the decision that that i made and i spoke to kath about it it wasn't just i came in one day but I, I, I kind of phoned her up and said look I'm, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable about the way the show's going how about if we try a bit more of this and a little bit less of this and and she went yeah okay fine we'll give it a go um so I'm really happy with the way the show is going. I'm, 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 I'd, I'd put 50 quid that the, the, the figures are gonna, are gonna back that up as well. I've got no evidence to back that up, but we've got figures coming out, I guess, this month. I'd put 50 quid that they're going, that, that, that they're, um, they're showing an improvement. Um, but you know, you keep listening and that's absolutely fine. And I'm sorry I'm not Jake Yap. Um, uh, I, I wish I had his talent. He is absolutely brilliant in what he does. I don't know why you're trying to drive a wedge between me and Jake. I mean, he's not a particularly good mate of mine, but he's a mate and I know him and I think he's brilliant. And I love uh, what he does on this station. I love what he does on Radio 4. Man, alive, I love the stuff he does on Radio 4. Um, so, you know, don't don't try and put, put a wedge there, buddy, because that ain't happening. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee. It's a gentle stroll through the radio. Catherine is very kindly sitting in the um, uh, studio with me. Um, CJ, listen. I'm going to read this. Is the final thing I'm going to read, and then it's a phone-in show, man. As you know, so I've indulged you twice. It's a phone-in show. We've not once slagged you off in our group. In fact, we promote your show on a regular basis because you're a part of the Talk Radio family, and our tearaway group was set up so we could speak openly about things without mention someone's name, blocking us or kicking us out. We have arguments, we have fallouts, and at the end of the day, we shake hands. I've got no idea what that's got to do with me, buddy. Um, I, 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 it's a phony show, CJ. I mean, um, there's there's that sense of entitlement. It's a really interesting phenomenon I've noticed recently. The sense of entitlement. And it's partly my fault. Okay, It's partly my fault because I have made myself 
too open and too accessible to people. In that I, I used to reply to all my emails and I used to re- reply to most of my tweets and I even had, um, for a while, Facebook. You could send me a private message on Facebook and I, I stopped that, thank God. Um, and I very rarely do I, re- and I've, I've kind of taken a step back because there's, there's a real sense of, um, and, and let's put CJ's email to one side and not speak specifically about that, but there's a real sense of, um, entitlement where people think if they send me a tweet and I don't reply to it, well, then uh, up yours, Ian Lee. Yeah. How dare you've changed, Lee. You've changed. You're not replying to my thing. How arrogant of you. Sorry? Well, it's, it's my choice whether I reply to... I tend not to reply to emails now, to ian at ianlee.com. I just don't do it, which is, is kind of bad. No, it's not bad, actually. It's not bad. I don't owe anyone a reply. I don't owe anyone a reply. I, 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 I am a novelty in that for 15 hours a week, you know my telephone number. You know my name, look up the number. Um, so you can phone up. Can we on. just lay something on the line now? From now on, if ever we're talking about stuff on Twitter, it's only general. We're not talking yeah. about any one oh, group or anything like that. We were just talking about the internet, but uh, I'm glad to know that you're, you've got a group and you're having fun on it. That's, and that is great. And that is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> you know, I hope you're having fun. Um, I've got groups on, on Facebook for the monkeys and they're a lot of fun. Um, I mean, we've got more than 40 members, but they're a lot of, they're a lot of fun, you know, and I don't... I don't care about intergroup fighting because I'm not a 15-year-old schoolgirl. I'm a 43-year-old dad who's had a really lousy week feeling rough as asses. That's what I've been feeling. So I don't care. But thank you. Andy. Hello. Hello, Andy. Uh, yeah, I've just been catching up with some sitcoms. I was wondering what... <laughs> What, 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 does, what, what does that favorite? sentence mean? I've just been catching up with some sitcoms? Yeah. Well, okay, I don't know what that means. Sitcoms, you know, off the telly. Do you know what sitcom is short for? Situation comedy. Yes. I don't know what the phrase catching up with some situation comedies mean. You what, you've just been watching some? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay, go on, what have you been watching? Uh, well, there's two American ones, like um, Seinfeld and Home Improvement. Um, Seinfeld's good. Home Improvement. Home Improvement. I used to like bit. that. It's a little bit. I used to like the neighbour in Home Improvement. Oh, Wilson. Yeah. I used to like. What's the What's the name of the guy in Home Improvement? Tim Allen. Uh, yeah, I used to like him because you know. The character or the actor? No, the actor, Tim Allen, because you because yeah. he's he's been in prison, hasn't he, for cocaine? You I know. Mean. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know that that guy has been absolutely crazy. I love the idea of that. I love I the idea of that. I didn't know that. Um, I don't think it's very funny though. You don't? No, no, no. Oh, it's, it's worth a watch now and again. Well, what's your favourite bit, Andy? Um, well, the, the pilot one, really. Just when he, uh, oh. the, the pilot one. You asked. What's the pilot one? Don't. He means the first episode. I know what you mean. But well, don't I ask. don't remember it. Um, uh, I've been watching some Larry Sanders. Right. Conversation's going well. <laughs> i tell you what uh, I've been watching, right? I couldn't watch any telly last week. But then maybe Sunday... I started, got terrible indigestion. Jesus. Sunday, I, I could go and sit downstairs for a bit and watch a bit of telly. Couldn't be around the kids for too long because I love them, but they, I was just getting exhausted. But so I was watching um, a bit of TV. So, and I started watching Better Call Saul, the Breaking Bad 
Oh, I haven't seen any of that. Prequel. Right, here's the thing, right? It's got two of my favourite actors in it. It's got Bob Odenkirk in it, who's brilliant, and it's got Michael McKeon in it, who was in Spinal Tap, and they're both so watchable, these men. They're so watchable. Um, and the show looks great, but I'm now at the end of season two, and I'm watching it thinking, nothing's happening. I, I, I don't... I'm watching it, and each um, each episode is like a... It looks very pretty, but then when you eat it, it just dissolves in your mouth and it's completely unsatisfying. And that's what I'm finding with, with, um, with Better Call Saul. It's pointless. Right. You want yeah, to... I haven't seen any of them, so... Okay. You want to watch Home Improvement instead, there's always a story. No, I don't want to watch Home Improvement. I don't well, want to watch yeah, I, I do like um, yeah, Bottom with... Um... No, I never like that. Oh, yeah, I, I thought it was yeah, one of his better... Well, thanks for that call, Andy. Thank you. Took us, took us absolutely nowhere. Bit like Better Call Saul, apparently. Well, I just, I'm watching. Uh, Clear. I'll come to you after the break. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, I'm watching it, and I, I've watched a load of them. I was alternating between Better Call Saul and When Louis Theroux Met. Oh right. <laughs> Just because I wasn't, I, I, I was watching when Louis Theroux met, and I'm thinking, this isn't very good. 2001, 2002, the Hamiltons, um, and Widdicombe. Mm-hmm. The best one was Keith Harris, which I thought this would be rubbish, but I was watching the Keith Harris thing, and I started crying because I, for some reason, I always thought Keith Harris was was a tosser. I, I don't know why. I just had that image in my head. And, and, of course, he passed away a couple of years ago, and I was watching, I started crying. A, because I was very emotional. B, I was watching thinking, what a nice man. And you could tell there was obvious affection between Louis and Keith. They both had affection for each other. And I just thought, what a lovely man. And it's sad, he's got two little kiddies. I really enjoyed those uh, documentaries the first time round, but I wonder whether we're too used to the stick. Um... They're not dated very well. Mm. Not dated very well at all, I don't think. Doesn't the 90s look a lot like the 80s now? Well, this was the 2001s. Doesn't the 2001s yeah. look a lot like the 80s now? Yeah, yeah. Um, see, I didn't think Louis Theroux's um, Scientology documentary was any good either. Maybe you're more of a Broomfield man. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe, I'm, maybe I need a little bit of Nick Broomfield in my life. A better call soy. I mean, it looks great. And I'd say those two actors, Odenkirk and um, uh, McKeon, are just, oh, this. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm watching them for, is their masterful performances. But it's suffering from the Mad Men's. I remember getting halfway uh, through season two of Mad Men and going, nothing's happening. Yeah, I remember, when you were talking about that description of it looks great, but actually there's nothing going on, the Mad Men exactly what We shall continue this thought process after this. Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, we got Cleo, we got Gatford, and we may have you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We were going to play a song there, but I'm, I'm just sorry. The Eagles are suing. What are they suing? Which Hotel- woman? <laughs> Hotel oh, California. Oh, suing the Hotel California. Wowzers! Wowzers! That's absolutely. Um, that well, um, that's insane, but wonderful and beautiful at the same time. I wish everybody really, really best of luck in that case. I'm going to follow that with uh, with bated breath. <laughs> the eagles, um, and, and and if that's successful, they're going to be suing anybody they catch taking it easy. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh God! I, there's um, I love that story as well. They want to wipe all of the athletics records <laughs> before 2005. Right, we don't know which ones of you were cheating, so let's assume everyone was. <laughs> so they're going to start again at 2000. I think Incredible. here's the thing, right? But if you had the world, if you had the world record and it was established in say 1990 for something, mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be. Then that person is probably still alive. They should just be made to do the race again, and they can do best of three. <laughs> and the best time they get, that's the new starting time. So what, we have a day of fast running races for, yep. for old runners? Yeah. Okay, I think it could work. They should, they should, surely every year, they should, right, at the Olympic, every Olympics and Commonwealth Games and all of that, Manchester and stuff, they should, they should just write the best scores on a whiteboard, and then January the 1st, next year, they wipe that off and they start again. <laughs> that's what they should do. Gosh. And then everyone should get a badge just for running. <laughs> we're we're all winners here, guys. Um <laughs> Hey, I read there was a brilliant this is now this is not Howard Hughes bullshine. This is science. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna try it out last week, but I was too ill. Right. This is incredible. Is yeah. this real or is this something that you hallucinated? No. no, this is real. Okay. This is real. Go on. Scientists mm. right, have done a study where they cut people. Right, they cut, cut or cup. cup. Cut. Cut. Not cup. You, you cut okay. the person. So they cut the person mm. and make a hole in them, right? And they split them into two groups to see which group heals the fastest. Oh. And this is proven. You can leave got a computer in front of you, I'm gonna allow you to use it, right? People that did nothing, two groups. One group did nothing. One group had to write about a traumatic experience in their life. The people, this is true, the people that wrote about the traumatic experience in their life, their cut healed significantly faster than those who did nothing. Oh, really? Isn't that incredible so have you found it on your computer no i found your all com- sorts tetris shown to lessen ptsd and flashbacks i'm not talking about tetris can eye movements treat trauma sleep helps process no, traumatic experiences this, honestly, did anyone else hear this oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand it i heard it on radio four um twice i think it was on the pm program and then it was also on um more or less i think which is where they look at stat or maybe it was on the site anyway it's true the- Expressive writing may help lead to faster recovery from injury. The Scientific American. This is, this is it. This is absolutely incredible. And Howard Hughes had some bloke on the other day talking about um, invisible armies. Why can't we see them from this planet? Oh, they've got a cloaking device. Oh, Jesus. Of course they have. Of course they have. And jeez, uh, come on, man. That's totally legit. Uh, and, and he should have this on. This is absolutely amazing. This is researchers in New Zealand. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still valid. Oh, well, I know. Investigating whether expressive writing could help older adults heal faster after yes. a medically necessary biopsy. Yeah. In the study, 49 healthy adults mm-hmm. aged 64 to 97 wrote about either upsetting events or daily activities for 20 minutes, three days in a row. After a time lag of two weeks to make sure any initial negative feelings stirred up by recalling upsetting events had passed, all the subjects had a biopsy. Now try and do arm. it in an interesting voice. Blah, 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 oh. blah. 
76% of the group that did expressive writing had fully healed as compared to 42% of the control group. Isn't that That's amazeballs, amazing. yeah. Isn't that amazing? And I thought, I, I was so ill last week, I thought I'm going to try that. And then I couldn't remember where I put my computer. Oh, so I didn't. Or a crayon. <laughs> I can't write with my hands. I can't. I've seen your writing, it's interesting. It is, well... You're a capitals it, man, aren't you? I, I, it would make excellent um, ransom note. Excellent ransom note. Cap for the full. I can't do. I can't do the. But everything is capitals. Everything is capitals. I can't do it. I just. I just can't um, do it. Oh, I tell you, I had a, let's take these calls. Then I had a, a, a question. When? When can we not talk about the election? Is it tomorrow? Oh, now. Now. Okay. I've got a really good question for June the 9th. I can't wait. It's a really good question for June the 9th. Don't build it up. No, oh, it is a really good question. Oh, is it? Oh, but it'll be too late then. But I'll do, I'll remind me for the next general election. All right, cool. Okay, it's, it's a good one. It is, it. It's a really good one. And I've got stats to back it up and everything. But moving to one side. Gatford. Hi, boss. Yes, boss. Good to hear you back. Yep. Yeah. Feeling more like yourself? Nope, not at all. Completely no. out of it. Yeah. I took some of your advice on the Twitter, uh, and I watched the Oklahoma City bombing uh, documentary. Oh, it's a good film, that, isn't it? That's good. Did you know that your mate John Ronson did one yes. about it? Yes, yes. just as good. Yes. Not as long, not yes. as detailed. The yeah, no, I, 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 I can stop you. Yes, I, I knew. I've seen it. Yes. Okay, good. Right, well, that goes uh, a couple of minutes of conversation. Okay. Um, Honestly, yeah, I, don't uh, need, I don't need filler. I need killer. You need killer. Fine. Did you earlier say that one of the three stooges killed JFK? I'm going to cut you off now because you're being a knob. Let's try Cleo. Good evening, Cleo. Hello, mate. Um, just uh, thank you for yesterday. It was mint. Hey, have you have you got even more Geordie? No. No. He's got, you sound like you've, <laughs> you've got... You've, 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 you're Geordie squared. <laughs> no, I'm just going to be mean to use yourself. Um, He's mint. Gads, well, what are you I talking about? Mint. Every time you tweet me, it takes me about five minutes to work out whether you're having a go at me or saying something nice. Because I honestly, I have to cross-reference all the words, I have to go to various different dictionaries, it's outrageous. It's like that when people speak to Geordies, do you know, um... Why would they do that? What's the guy called with a thick neck? Famous guy. Oh. Oh, he was in a punk band in the... Bad man. American punk band Henry Rollins. Oh Jesus! Yes, and he did a spoken word in. Um, Which word? Newcastle City. New- yeah, uh, he did a spoken word thing in Newcastle City Hall in the sort of noughties, early noughties, late nineties. Yes, and um, he was just saying he was he hates Jordies because even when you be nice, it sounds like you're shouting us, and like it's just I think it's just a weird, aggressive sounding accent. Um, I, I think it's quite poetic. I have, I I have lost yeah. all. Tra- am I am I tripping again? Am I, is the is the, the, <laughs> the is the is the, 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 the is it kicking him? Because I've got no idea what this guy's talking about. I'm understanding oh. every word. Okay, so. Well, you're okay. You're an interloper. Why she's a Geordie, Catherine at heart, I think, really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but I thought you're you're on about the evolution of your own evolution earlier, um, and the evolution of talk radio and stuff. And it was just just hearing last night's 
interviewees sort of... Um, Hang on a second, Cleo. Just hearing last yes. night's interviewees, you've been talking about the evolution of radio. Okay. Hearing last night's yeah. interviewees. Sorry, carry on. Okay. Yeah, hearing last night's interviewees oh, Jesus. <laughs> recalling people and being so positive and it felt like a, like a strange... Um, there's a big sense of unity between people who might, a lot of the time, might not have even met each other, you know what I mean? Because when you're on this side of the radio... Here we go, I'm back in like the room, a, yes. When you're on this side You enjoyed radio, last night's show. It was amazing. Because you, you you pick up on the connection that one can only get from radio, and not everybody is lucky enough to get that connection, and not everyone gets it all the time. But now and then, there will be moments in your life where you will look back, and the uh, most important uh, friend in that part of your life was radio. I quite literally couldn't have said it better. There we go. Uh, thank you very much indeed. You see, that's my job. That's my job. I thought we'd lost you there for a minute. No, 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 no. I was, um, uh, oh, let's go to Ian. Hello. Hello. How you doing, okay? Not really. Oh, no, I know. You have the tonsillitis. It's a uh, uh, killer, isn't it? It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I, it was about last night's show. Yeah. Um, I've only heard one of the calls so far. I only heard the call from with Chris Ryan, uh, Caesar the Geezer. Caesar the Geezer, yeah. Because I used to listen to him back in, well, when in the original talk radio when I was up and running, um, before it became talk sport, I went football mad. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that you guys were talking about last night was the fact that radio today is so dull and predictable in the UK. In the sense that everybody's doing exactly the same thing, other than like to talk radio. Yeah. And I t- just to save time for both of us, when you get to a rhetorical question, I'm not going to say yeah. Just assume okay. I'm saying yeah and steam on. Sorry, mate. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay, it's just it's a shame though because nobody nobody seems to be wanting to be um, taking a risk anymore. And everybody, you know, the fact that all these stations now are all owned by one group and whatever, which it's been, it kind of like destroys the medium. I mean, you go back to like the nineties where you did have all these like different like various different stations and personalities and whatever. It was a really, really good medium to listen to. Don't get me wrong, talk radio is great, but it's kinda of like out there on some at the moment, isn't it? Um I'm going to come into the conversation now. Uh yes, but radio stations are doing better than they were doing in the nineties by quite some way. Right, so yeah, probably because there's more ways of being able to listen to them, I suppose, isn't there? Well, I don't know, but listen, uh, LBC now is doing infinitely better than it was doing in the 90s. Now, not particularly what I want to listen to, but obviously someone wants to listen to it. Um, So the argument is, do you um, go for the lowest common denominator, the the people who who like to uh, point the finger and yell, look at them, look at them, and and get yourself a a big audience, or do you like to do, um, do you go for the niche, airy-fairy, um, look at my chakras, esoteric nonsense like this, that um, people really, really love, but it's not many people really, really love. Right, yeah. You're running I, the business. I, Which one are you going to go for? you got to go for the one that makes you waste money, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, cool, yeah. Unfortunately, and that's that's the nature of it, you know, and that's the nature of it, sadly. But when everybody's doing the same thing then more and more people you would think would then go for something different. But not everyone's doing the same thing. Well, when it comes to music radio, yeah, 
Well, okay, music radio is different. I don't, I don't really listen to music radio apart from Six and um, uh, a bit of Virgin. I like listening to Virgin. I like listening to Virgin radio, particularly on Saturday afternoons um, coming soon. Oh, okay. Who's on that? Don't know. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> right, so I shall give that a listen. Then. No, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't say oh, anything. okay. Something new. I didn't say anything. <laughs> well, I'm glad we've cleared that up. Right, going back to your tonsillitis. Yes. A friend of mine had it once, and he had to have his tonsils removed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, when he was on the operating table, he'd send the saber around and made a mistake. Hey, thank you very much indeed. 0344 is the telephone number. Now expect to get a load of calls back saying, why did you cut me off? Um, Paul, stay there. Come to you after this. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. What are fidget spinners, guys? I know I could Google it. Google doesn't exist in this world, but I'm, I, I follow lots of Americans. And um, fidget spinners seem to be the uh, the thing of the day. I know someone who'll know. Yes, Paul. Hi, how are you doing? Fidget spinners. That that's a great. That's just a great English word. It'd be a good Scrabble word, wouldn't it? It's not really a Scrabble word. Is it in the dictionary? Well, it's two words. Yeah, it would be good though. What the are they? Fidget spinners. Yeah. Is there a, do you know the actual meaning of it, or are you just... No, it's a thing, it's, a, it's I've seen it um, pop up in my um, timeline, because I follow a couple of Americans, and one of them... Timeline what, on your Twitter, you mean? Yeah, that's the fella. Okay, I don't use Twitter, but anyway. Okay. Right, anyway, fidget... Sp- Again, it could be like, it could be, what I think off the top of my head, is yeah. it could be like a thing for a TV kids show. Oh, yeah, go on. Like the Wombles, or the Flumps, or... Do you know the other day Boris Johnson used mugwumps? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mugwumps, of course, were a famous, were a not particularly famous group in America in the 1960s, which featured one of the Loving Spoonful and Mama Cass. I thought mugwumps originally came out of Lord of the Rings no. by Tolkien or something. Bro- broke, busted, disgusted, agents can't be trusted, and they're gonna go to the same. Cass can't yeah. make it, Tess will have to fake it, and who's come eventually? And. Oh, there's a line in that song by the Mamas and Papas about the mugwumps. Yeah, all right. Mugwumps, high bumps, low bumps, sometimes I have to get it up someday. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Have you found it? I'm going to find it, hang on. Mamas, Papas... Your memory's crazier than mine. Freak Alley. It's, it's, it's mugwumps, high bumps... There we go, there we go, there we go, listen to this, there we go. Oh, that's an advert. Do you want to trade Whoa, on the global we're not paying to advertise on my radio station. Hang on a minute, here we go. Because listen to the mamas and papas, Kath. Here we go. Here we go. People always ask us how we got together, and we, we sort go. of got tired of answering that minute. question. Because everybody does ask us. Squeak. Little Topo was in there. Topo, you. Mugwumps had... Because she was in a group called the Mugwumps. Yeah. poem of historical nature describing our very get-together. And so we like to sing a Can I speak over this quickly? No, you, you can wait. <laughs> okay. Manners. Mammoth. Don't admit she was getting kind of bitchy just to leave the folk music behind. Saul and Denny working for a penny, trying to catch a fish on the line. In the coffee house, Sebastian sat at the night owl, and after every number they passed the hat. McGuinn and McGuire, sister, catching fire in LA, you know where that's at. 
and everyone's getting fat except Mama Cass. He hates her. <coughs> then you know there are many who can sing a song the way that you do. Let's go now. I could play guitar like you. There you go! No. After every number they pass the hat McGuinn and McGuire still are getting higher in L.A. You know where that's at. Here we go, here we go, here it comes. And everyone's getting fat. It's a great song, isn't it? What other bands have done... Here we go, shush, shush. No. What other bands have done songs about themselves? Hello with the monkeys. Yeah. No, you can't. No. Here it comes. Who else? Oh. Here it is. Okay. Um, okay. Um, the did the Dave Clark Five catch? You see if you can. No, don't say we're the Dave Clark Five though. Do do they? Um, Are you talking about bands or songs that have their own name in them? Yeah. What about the theme tune to the Adams Family? Right. They're not a band, mate. Straight off the top of my head. Yeah, straight off the top of your head. They're, they are not a band. Okay. Well, it goes back to blues, I think. The original blues players. Right. The, the Adams, you know, like, the Adams um, family. No, no. Where people name themselves right. in a... I, I think it goes back to a Can I play you something? He's recycling some Danny Kelly knowledge there. Yeah, well, we were speaking... Danny Kelly and I were speaking about it the other night. Can I play you something that is, is quite funny? Okay, so this is, this is, um, this is, someone's done the entire Star Wars story to the tune of, um, Sergeant Peppers. Now, I've only got halfway through the first song, but it's quite entertaining.
if I boarded your ship, would you give those transmissions to me? <laughs> How can this be a real consular ship? No ambassador that I can see. Oh, you're all spies with a listen help from me. And on and on it goes. It's kind of cute. It's kind of cute. I made me chuckle earlier on today. That's as far as I got, because then I got bored of it. Yes, Paul, what did you call in for? Oh, God, my ribs are hurting. Um, the original reason I called in was you spoke about earlier. I did what? You spoke about earlier, Lauren Hardy. Yes. Do, and you were sitting there stoned doing your don't whatever. Do, don't do drugs, though, kids. Don't do drugs. No, no, no. But it's in my past, believe me. But, um, but um, I remember you saying you were watching Lauren Hardy stoned. Well, I thought I was chatting one, because I remember... Can I just say, I don't, I, I don't, I have to say for legal reasons, I don't think Laurel and Hardy were ever stoned. I, no, I no, no, I didn't that. mean that. What I was going to, what I'm going to say is, I remember when I used to smoke things like that, watching Harold Lloyd. Hooray for Harold Lloyd. Used to be on a Sunday, did didn't it? Did it, did it, did it, did it, Harold Lloyd. A pair and he used of glasses to do all his own stunts. Yeah, but his stunts aren't actually that impressive. Oh, what about the one where he was hanging off the New York clock tower? Yeah. He did that for real. Uh, yeah, no, he didn't. Oh, don't there's a There's a thing bubble. on Twitter um, that t- shows you how all those old stunts were done. And I, have you seen these? There's a thing that reveals how all those old stunts were done. So, yeah, he's hanging from a clock face, but what oh, you don't see... Oh, why does have to ruin everything? What you don't see is that... He's, he's 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 nowhere near the edge of the building. He's like about he's about two foot up in the air. That's it. Oh, you've ruined it for me now. No, sorry, dude. This is the You'll way. You'll be telling me next that Batman and Robin didn't used to walk down the side of buildings and people oh, no, the, the window. Bat- yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. That was. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad um, I'm glad we cleared that one up, Paul. Okay, right. Can Kids, I- here we go. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I I heard something about this the other day, and it rang a distant bell, but I don't remember. Didn't Har- doesn't Harold Lloyd have fake fingers? What? I am sure that at some point in his career he muffed up a stunt and chopped off three fingers. You are totally correct now from my memory. Yes, Ian. Thank you, Paul. He, he, it was like an explosion thing, wasn't it? He blew some of his fingers off. Yeah, he did. Thank you, Paul. Always good. Do you know, to- yeah. okay, oh. do, you, yeah. do you know Tony Iommi, the guitarist from Black Sabbath? Yep. On his... On his fingering hand, on his guitar, he has no tips of his fingers because he they got go. chopped off in a factory accident years before. Here we go. And that's how he invented the sound that Black Sabbath got by using the power chords. Yeah. Because he had so, no tips of his fingers. Here we go. In um, one of the sixties uh, um, Michael Caine gangster movies, I think it's Get Carter. Right. There's a scene where he goes into a pub and he orders a drink. And you see a guy next to him, just an extra, just having a drink. If you watch carefully, that guy's got five fingers. Well, everyone's got five fingers. No, they haven't, mate. Holding a pint. Holding a a pint. There's an extra finger coming round the top. He's got six fingers in. There, he's he's got five fingers and a thumb. Okay, do you know Liam Gallagher's got six toes on one foot? Do you know that Gatford's got four toes on one foot? Who has? Exactly. exactly. Um, oh, you made me think about Nutkins now. <laughs> Seriously, there's um, there's a, a, a Twitter thing. God, I'm starting to flag now, guys. Um, I've not even started the show yet. Uh, there's a there's a Twitter thing 
um, and I don't follow it, but every now and then Danny Baker will retweet it, how classic stunts are done from, like, the silent films. And the one of the clock, it's something like it was shot through... There's like a... Oh, there's like a picture of... New York in the background that makes it look like he's above New York, but he's not. Oh. All of those, none of those stunts. Oh, well, his own stunts. Yeah, all right. Jackie Chan actually does do his own stunts, and he does them for real. That's all I'm saying. Jamie, stay there. Come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, Jamie. Uh, good evening, Ian. Good evening, Jamie. Yeah, um, I have to apologise. I'm a little bit nervous, even though I've called in before. That's okay. This, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm going to say I'm 72 percent on the ball. So let's see where we go. Yeah, um, I just wanted to uh, say thank you for last night's show. Um, as someone that came fairly late into talk-based radio, it was mm-hmm. nice to hear kind of stories before I was listening to it, if that makes any yes, sense. It certainly does. You're a young soul, and that is to be applauded. Congratulations. Yeah, and, um, you know, I very much um, kind of relate to you. I, I graduated from university five years ago, and oh. unfortunately hasn't got me anywhere. But um, Same as me. Sim- yeah, similar similar yeah. vintage, similar career tra- trajectory. Yeah, well, I mean, I've um, uh, about f- uh, about four years ago, I was diagnosed with autism. So, uh, you know, after leaving university, it completely changed the direction oh. of where I was going. Well, now, now, it's interesting. Why, why did it change the direction? Because I'm assuming that your um, behaviour was the same, unless they gave you techniques to correct... Um, uh, th- that that behaviour. I'm assuming your your behaviour after the diagnosis was the same as it was before the diagnosis. So why did that? Why did you, a doctor saying, "Well, we think you're autistic"? Why did that change the direction you were facing? Well, I mean, I found I was going into interviews and and things, and obviously I had some of the traits, and they just say, "Oh no, you're you're not for us." Whereas mm. after I was diagnosed, they were saying. Oh. Well, actually, you know, we're going to give you a chance well, you, you, because you, we you, understand you can, t- that you can tick a box for us. What were you? Yeah. I, I'm teasing slightly. That's what I, what so were that's you? What I thought. What were you? Um, were they ticking a box? By you know, was it? Oh, great, we've we've got one, and it's yeah. and it's one that doesn't require a wheelchair, so that won't um, take too much um, too much extra work. I tell you, sir, you would not believe how true that is. No, I. Do you know, I can. I can, I can believe it, and that's. My, I was. My tongue was slightly in my cheek when I said it, but as 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 it came out, I thought, oh, perhaps, perhaps there's more to this because because people like employers like to tick boxes and to say, well, yes, no, and this is our autistic employee, um, and it's it, and it's great. You don't require wheelchairs. You do, you know, it's all of that kind of stuff. So you, you do. Um, how did that make you feel? Well, I mean, it was uh, when I was diagnosed, it was like a million questions had been answered because oh. uh, I'd come from a special needs background. They didn't know what was, you know, what was the thing with me. Yeah. And I went through college and got distinctions and went through university and, and you know, and, and did all that. And then obviously, as I started to go into uh, work-based environments, it got a lot more serious and, and my traits showed up more. What, get, 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 your, what, are, what are your traits, if you don't mind well, me asking? I mean, they, yeah, um, you're, you're free to ask. Um, I, uh, I would say probably communication, although I'm coming across quite well because yeah. I've been doing 
kind of podcasting and radio broadcasting for the past 10 years. Okay. So I, you know, so I can speak. But, um, you know, mainly my uh, body language, if that makes sense. And also I don't like crowds and things like that. So it mm-hmm. makes certain situations difficult. Now, I don't like crowds. Yeah. Hate them. But what, but, but what separates you not liking cr- crowds from what, what, what puts your dislike of clouds into the autistic spectrum and my dislike of crowds just into being a grumpy old man, if you understand well, the question? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to answer honestly um, to a point where I will go home and I'll literally I'll start screaming or punching the wall. Wow. Literally, angst builds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, you know, you get very, I get very, very angry. And I mean, I've, um, I mentioned, you know, I, I've been in doing broadcasting stuff for the past 10 years. I ran a community station for two years where I had to go and do interviews all the time. And I hated it. And I always tried to find volunteers, but never could. And ended up doing it all myself and, mm. and kind of sacrificing my mental health, mm. unfortunately. But uh, drove myself to depression. Well, I identify. I work with Catherine every day, and it, you know we we have, we have to do these things too. Um, but um, cool. I can't remember why we got onto this. Was was there a reason to this? I'm, I'm finding well, it absolutely I, fascinating. By the way, I, I, yeah, don't, no, I don't want to make the whole call. You know about you, you and um, your autism. If you don't want it to, yeah. Well, as I say, you're free to ask whatever. I'm always very open about it. But uh, no, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, for last night's show, because, you know, for me, um, as a talk-based broadcaster, it's nice to hear other people's opinions and how they got into it mm. and kind of where the door starts, you know. And, and I find that certainly in a lot of community circles, talk-based radio is very much frowned upon. Oh, there's, I think there's this kind of, um, there's a little bit of sneering uh, towards it, and they are wrong because it is the finest. Jamie, I'm really glad you called, man. Thank you very much. No worries. Thank Ta-ta. You. Um, what, uh, now we're going to we are Catherine is going to put out um, each interview that was recorded. There were six interviews um, as separate extended podcasts. Mm-hmm. How how much extra footage might be in those loads? Podcasts? Oh, um, the Caesar Geezer one's gone out today. Mike Mendoza's tomorrow. Okay, I think the Tony Blackburn was pretty much as we played yep, it out. Yep. Um, there's a lot more James Whale. James Whale was uh, long out chat. That was great. That we could get really, rid of him, could we? Couldn't, couldn't get rid of him. I, I'm really glad we had James H. Reeve on there because he would be the one that I think the least number of people would be aware of. Um, and um, uh, but he's also I'm I'm, I'm going to say out of all of them, he's also my favourite. And um, t- the conversation was hit with him was exactly like it was like being on his radio show that's exactly what his radio show was like very slow mm-hmm. very methodical very oh that reminds me just going off on, on tangent and then that will go to a tangent then that will go to a tangent then bring it back to the point he was on it was brilliant. the thing that struck me about him was that you asked him a question and he thought about everything yeah. one and there was no you know sometimes when you're speaking to someone who's very um used to expressing themselves on the radio you they they come up with answers yeah. like this he thought about every single one yeah. and you got the impression that he was speaking as things occurred to him it and was very natural and that's what his show was like it yeah. was that pace it was his pace and he was super confident yeah and um you don't get shows that are that slow anymore my my friend mackenzie did this brilliant series the detectorists right 
and um when the first time I saw it, I found it. I said, oh, "This is brilliant." He said, "What did you like about it?" I said, "I said it's so slow." I said, "It's so slow." There are huge, there are you know minutes where nothing is said. And he said, oh, "I'm so glad you picked up on that because mm. there's nothing like that in entertainment that's slow." No, it's all served up uh, for you, and yeah. everything's explained and tied up for you. Yeah. Whereas I know what you mean about the detectorist. It was, it was just gentle. And it allowed you to yeah. make up the the gaps. Oh, and, it was, and 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 this is what James H. Ree, the James H. Reeves' show was was like. Go and listen to some bits on YouTube, and down you can find them somewhere. Um, so slow, but but brilliant. And quite often he wouldn't get many stroke any callers. I've heard him do shows where he had no callers, and it was three hours of of, of that. The conversation we had minus me, three hours of that. Brilliant, brilliant. Now here's my thinking. If I were the bosses of this station, which I am not, um, I would, you know, and the next time I was off, I'd say, right, OK, we've got, um, we, we, Ian's off for for a week. We're going to have James H. Reeve on Monday. We'll have Mike Mendoza on Tuesday. We'll have Caesar the Geezer on Wednesday. Um, and we'll, we'll have whoever, Thursday, you know, we'll approach Boyd and whatever. Yeah. Um, the All-Stars. Yeah, and, and do that. And, um, or, you know, you say, right, we'll have James H. Reeve for the week. Just take a punt, you know. Um, and, I, and I know that won't happen, and I, I've not spoken to the bosses about this. I've not d- d- discussed this with them at all. Um, but I, I, I'm, I get the idea that's not quite the way their heads are uh, focused, and that is fine because it is a business and it's their business, and I trust their opinion. You know, they gave me this gig. Um, but that's that's what I do. But again, it wouldn't be a massive ratings winner in 2017, I don't think. You know, you say, well, you've got Caesar the Geezer back for it. Because a, a lot of younger people go, who? Mm. Um It'd be interesting to hear if, if, if an act like Caesars, for example, would work now. Because I, I, part of me thinks it was very much of its time in the 90s um, when when people weren't as media savvy, you know. And you could do a wind-up, like the moon's going to be closest it's ever been to the Earth today. Yeah, no one could Google it No then. one could Google it. People, you know, I, so I don't know. But I, I, anyway, that's that's what I'd do if I ran a radio station. But um, I don't. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Nigel, stay there. Come to you after this. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Nigel! Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm great, thank you, Nigel. I'm, I'm, my hey, my ovaries are shrinking, yes. Uh, last night's show, absolutely brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very much indeed. It was Being um... a total radio geek myself, oh. I just... Loved it. The only thing was, uh, I don't know if you kind of cut it out on the edits, but uh, (laughs) when you had James on, I thought he might have talked more about uh, the Radio Air days when he he started out at Radio Air. I think he's asking if I want a cup of coffee. No, I don't want a cup of coffee. You did that? Is that the coffee sign? You have to wait and see, Nigel. We're going to put the whole thing out. That's not the coffee sign. No. Oh, Catherine. Um, We are going to put the whole thing out as a bonus pod, so you will get the whole She's calling you coffee beans. I'm not calling (laughs) you coffee beans. (laughs) No, my my mate worked at Radio Air at the same time as James. Well, why don't you interview your mate and... um, um, uh, let us know she's how that in goes. The she's in the industry anyway. Uh, well, okay, well, you go and interview her and um, <laughs> then um, stick it up your bum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it's the um, I'm going to say the 30th anniversary of Wish You Were Here 
the film with Roger Lloyd Pack's daughter in it. Emily. Who goes, stick it up your bum! 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 I loved that film so much. I, I remember enjoying it. I don't really remember it. Um, but then, but it was the 30th anniversary and they were playing that clip on Radio 4 a lot. Up your bum! Up your bum! Up your bum! And then I read, then I started reading about her. Boy, oh boy, she had a life, yeah, didn't definitely. she? She's had a well, life. Wowzers. Here's one for you. Yes, Nigel. Uh, old TV show is getting a reboot. Oh. Do you remember some mothers to do have them? No. What was that? You know, Frank Spencer. Who? Michael Crawford. Um. I remember, but, but Barnum. No, 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 no. Before Barnum, when he did Frank Spencer, some mothers do have them. Massive BBC. I don't remember back that. In the what 70s. was? Uh, maybe I was. When too he used young to do all it. these old stunts and everything like that. Yeah, Barnum. No, not Barnum. Some mothers do have them. Do have what? Frank Spencer, when he did... Some mothers know, do have Frank Spencer. I don't remember No, that. when he did this TV show, Some Mothers Do Have Them. That was the name of the show. Frank Spencer. And he was... So who was that? The one where they had the posh neighbours and they were growing their own in the back garden? No, no, that's the good life. It's not the one with the black lads, because you can't show that anymore, can No, you? no, no, no. Anyway, it's getting a reboot. And ITV have commissioned it, and you will never guess who's taking the lead role. Well, is, it, is Frank Spencer in it? No. Paddy McGuinness has got the lead role in it. In Barnum? No, in some others. Do have them. I've got... I have... Honestly, I, I know Google my it. TV pretty, pretty well. I have never heard of your mother's got to have one. No, some mothers do <laughs> Don't mess. Do you mean some it ain't our fuck, Mum? I know that one, yeah. yeah that's Ooh, good. you lovely lot. Yeah. Ooh. And so Paddy McGuinness is going to play... You um, are a little man. You Spencer. lovely, lovely lot. You no, lovely, lovely boys. You lovely boys. You lovely no, lot. No, Windsor Davis. So eight. Paddy McGuinness no, is Windsor Davis. Yeah, no, you're thinking of eight and a half, half, half. Ain't it half hot, Mum? There was a, the a, a, a white lad uh, blacked up in that. Oh, right. I don't, <laughs> have, a, I don't have a problem with it. But anyway, yes. it's getting it's getting a reboot on I and I. So I, who's playing Windsor Davis then? No, not that show. <laughs> You're blinding me a theory, Miss Jones. Miss Jones, uh, uh, she's the Prince of Africa. Miss right, Jones, is that one? Do you remember? Do you remember the? Do you remember the the adverts Leonard Rossiter used to do with John Collins? With John Collins, got a martini. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> John Connor's got a martini. Luton Airport. <laughs> well, that's great, Nigel. Great memories of a show I have never heard of. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I've, I didn't drive in tonight. I, I couldn't face driving uh, in, so I got the train. And. Um, what I'm saying, Kath, is can I have a lift home, please? Yeah. Thanks. Ed. Oh, it, Ed doesn't drive. I'll get a taxi. Don't okay. worry, guys. I'll get a taxi. Um, I feel very queer. Do you want some milk? I don't, <laughs> you keep offering me milk as though... Well, you said, right, that you... Back me up. You said that you had a bit of indigestion. Terrible indigestion. Oh, it's 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 not a bit. I'm, I'm barely alive. Yeah, OK. Dying. Terminal indigestion. Yeah. And I said, drink some milk. And you looked at me like I'd suggested you drink paint thinner. Well, why would I drink milk? Well, I, it used to help me when I had heartburn when I was pregnant. Milk has got to be ice cold. 
it's got to be ice cold for it to have um, any... Uh, well, I wasn't offering you warm milk. Um, I was going to go in the fridge. Oh, let's try, let's try this. I've not heard this. Let's just try this. Hang on a second. Let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. Take this at random. She's taken at random. Let's see if this works. <clears throat> Desert morning, they're out exploring, the day begins. Jawa sand crawler looks pretty bad. Guess that the sand people got really mad. Ben says no, these blast points are too precise for their kind of raid. Thus they all travel in single file This has imperial style They were just looking for droids Sacrifice Jawas for droids This was the sad crawler To the homestead, but he is not in time. This is good. He sees the bodies just lying there, smoking and charred at the top of the stairs. He looks down, there's nothing to save here now that his family's gone. Stormtroopers took his whole life away Now there's no reason to stay They raised him all by themselves Ran the whole farm by themselves They struggled all of their lives to get this smoke It's very clever. But, but you do have to ask the question, though, why, why don't they just go and get a life? <laughs> that, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm watching glad they it. didn't. I'm watching... I do like those um, literal videos. Have you seen the literal videos? No. Have you not seen them? It's the ones where they sing. So you'll have Penny Lane. There's a great one for Daydream Believer. But they will sing to the tune. I think a lot of them were done by Robert Popper. Um... But they will describe exactly what is happening. Oh, indulge me, dear listener. My voice is going. And I, 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 this, this will work, I think, on the radio. If you want to play along at home, we'll do Penny Lane. Um, although the Daydream Believer one is excellent. Literal version, I think. Uh, some of these are done by um, Robert Popper. Um, oh, well, I bet they've taken it off. Hang on. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Where is that gone? Um, all right, they've t- they've taken that one down. So let's have, uh, some are better than others. You've got to tread carefully. Let's try, 
Mm, let's try carefully. Right, tell you what we'll do. We'll do it, I'll do it during the news, because I want to find a good one, because some of them are a bit ropey. But I'll, actually, let's just do the monkey's day, and believe one. This, 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 is, um, this is just a joy. Hang on a second. Oh, hang on a minute. Where's the, where's the music? Oh, I pretend to play piano. This room looks like a rainbow. I snapped my fingers too close <laughs> to my eyes. You've never seen these before. No. I stand up and clap along. Then I snap and Peter yawns. <laughs> it's hard to play a guitar through your tie. <laughs> Freaky rainbow room. Mike said, oh, too soon. But he pretends not to hear Mike's just goofing off and Peter's mad And then I dance like axles <laughs> In my fruity, fruity 60s, 60s clothes, clothes. <laughs> Then I get bored and clap and snap instead <laughs> Now we're all singing Close up of Nikki. Then I grab both my man boobs and I offer them to you. <laughs> Pointing at his knee, hands through tambourine. <laughs> now I'm having convulsions and I look like I'm isn't it? There's loads of them. The literal videos. I'm just ashamed they've taken the Penny Lane one down because it's, it's all about them just riding horses and um, oh, it's so funny. It reminds me of what are those um, those videos where they take the music oh, off? Oh yeah, I was going to say, I love those. The Dancing in the Street one with um, Jagger and Bowie. What are they called? They're musicless videos. It's just them you, just going, the, you can hear their oh, feet oh. scratching on the floor and stuff. <laughs> it's all about and it's one of those things you watch it, you think, oh, this is such a simple idea, but what, how delicious. Those, that, that Jagger one's gone. They're like dancing in the oh. street. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny that people, I mean, knocking the Star Wars people, I shouldn't at all. It's wonderful. This is one of the good things about the internet, is like stuff like that would never get on telly. 
but someone has a really good idea like the literal videos or the 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 star wars thing or the dancing in the street and if it's a good idea it will find people will find it and it will become a thing and they're so funny there's um oh there's another good one of those where they've taken the music out the ghostbusters video and it's just really creepy. It's just a woman lying in bed. And then the duvet gets taken <laughs> off. It's, uh, it's very creepy. Dear listener, another hour to go. My throat is just about holding up. My head, I'm not so sure. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 0344 499 The way it works is you'll, you'll phone up, you'll speak to Ed. He will take your name and your details and will call you back and put you on air pretty much immediately. That's how it works here at, um, at the Giggle Factory. 0344 What have we talked about so far? Oh, I've got to tell you but as well, I, I scared the boys with, with Doctor Who. Finally got them into Doctor Who and um, I've been told not to show it to them anymore. Excellent. That's another one off well, the dad list. Yeah, I know. Exactly. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Got, uh, I got into... <laughs> <laughs> I've hardly seen the boys. I've hardly seen the boys this this, this last ten days, the week or so, because obviously I don't want to give them this. Um, so I'd be in bed, and every now and then I just get a knock on the door, and then this door would open. The little face would peek through. Daddy, are you better? Yet? No, Dad, it's not better. The door would just shut, <laughs> and and you'd hear them run off into their their their, their world again. Oh, and, they miss uh, you. Well, you know, I had. Um, I can, at the moment, I can stand about 10 minutes of them. Not because they're annoying, but I just find their energy is so draining. It's the weirdest thing. I felt old this week. And I was exp- trying to explain this to you earlier on. I felt old. I got the tube in because I, I couldn't have, dr- have driven in. I've, I, haven't, I haven't driven since last week. And I, I thought of getting behind a car. And I, oh, no. So I got a, the, the taxi to the train and I got the train in and I thought, well, maybe I'll get a taxi from Waterloo to here. I thought, I oh, know I'll walk. I, I know a little back route and I'll walk. It'll be quite good for me. But I was shuffling along like a 70-year-old, honestly. And there was there was a, a, an old woman with a shopping trolley um, overtook me by quite something. And I'm and I'm just shuffling. And I just and I had a hat on and my sunglasses on because my eyes are really sensitive to light and all this stuff. And I thought, geez, this is what it must feel like to be um, to be old, to be properly old. I don't like it. Funny, isn't it? And it's, I'm aware, guys, it's only tonsillitis. But flipping heck, it's enough knock it out of you. I mean, really. The closest thing I've had was when I had glandular fever when I was 17 and I, I couldn't go to school for college for three months. It was a terrible state. Anyway, dear listener, with that in mind, feel free to give us a call. Oh, three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So, um, 0344-499-1000. So I started the boys on Doctor Who, because they always want to watch Horrid Henry. And I, I think, oh, that kid, I ate him. I think it's... A, I don't like him. And B, I just think it's a bit rubbish, actually. I think it's a bit rubbish. But I don't want to be... I don't want to be one of those parents who well, you can't watch that because I think it's rubbish. They like it, and that's cool. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's within my parameters of what's acceptable. But I said, let's try and find something a bit different. Um, so Doctor Who, they, Doctor Who came up on the screen. Oh, well, can we try that? 
I was like, all right. And I thought what we'll do is we will start with um, Tennant. We'll start with Tennant. So we start with the very first episode of David Tennant. And um, it was all confused because he just regenerated. And, he's right. got, and they were going, who's that? Who's that? Why is he being weird? I went, all right, stop. We're going to go back to Eccleston. We're going to start with Eccleston as Year Zero. We're going to call that Year Zero. They're going, so who, they're going, it's the Doctor Who. Doctor is different actors. But this, this, this is Doctor Who. So we watched um, a couple of episodes. The first one is, here's one, something for you uh, sci-fi fans. The first one is a rip-off of the uh, classic John Pertwee story from 1972, Spearhead from Space, where loads of shop dummies come alive. And so the boys were watching this, and my eldest was watching it with a blanket around his head, and he's terrified. Beautiful. And um, and I, I couldn't cuddle them, because I didn't want to infect them with my fleas. And um, so we watched that, and then we watched the second one, where they go up to um, space, and they watch the Earth being destroyed or something. And then the next day, I kind of got summonsed by my wife. She said, um, yeah, um, no more talk to you for the boys. I went, sorry? Yeah, they've uh, they've had nightmares, so uh, I think we'll knock that on the head. I went, well, well okay, okay, right. And what it was, is, <laughs> it turns out they hadn't had nightmares, right? In the first one, the shop dummies come alive. And it's quite a scary image, shop dummies break through windows and try and kill people. And then there's a bit where there's just an arm, and it's strangling Doctor Who, and he's doing the classic, you know... He's holding he's the elbow holding out of shot. And I said to my eldest, I said, he said, well, I didn't have a nightmare, but when I'm in bed and I close my eyes, I'm worried that an arm is going to crawl out from under the bed and he's going to strangle me. Now, of course, you've got to take it seriously because he's scared, but you've got to, you know, be re- be realistic. I said, well, I used to have nightmares when I used to watch Doctor Who. And I was going, yeah, but it wasn't as scary then. I said, no, it was. It was scary in a different way. But it's um, So there's nothing to be scared of and it's all actors and, I, you know, and I showed them how he did it with the arm and I was doing it with bits we had around the house going, so it's just acting, it's none of it's real. And he said, yeah, I get that, but it just scared me and mm. I don't want to watch it anymore. And then my youngest goes, I want to watch another one. He's going, are you sure? Because he's nuts, the youngest. Are you sure? He said, yeah, I want to watch another one. I was like, oh, man. Daredevil. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I don't... Uh, so we're, we're going to watch some more. Um, but I don't have a massive problem with them uh, being scared by Doctor Who. That's if it's not Doctor Who, it'll be something else. Kids have always had If it's not Doctor Who, it'll be I Spit on Your Grave or The Exorcist. <laughs> Those two are next on the list. It took me a long time to relax in the bath after Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, <laughs> yes, Dennis. Good evening. Good evening, Dennis. I'm with a living, are you? Uh, just about. I'm, I'm regretting coming in tonight. I'm feeling a little bit ropey, but I, I'm going to make it to the end of the show and I'm going to get a cab home. Now, I just want to warn you, don't kill this illness business when it comes to the end of May, please. Sorry? What, what on earth are you talking about? End of mean? May? Yes. You owe me 30 quid, so 30. don't. I'm not accepting illnesses as an excuse not to pay it. But, mate, and I won't be accepting um, illness as an excuse for you not to pay me. You'll be dead. I will not be dead, dear boy. You will not make it till your 90... Was it 92nd? Youngsters worrying about things coming from under the bed. When I read Hamlet, Shakespeare's Hamlet, and apparently somebody poured poison into his father's ear, Mm. killed him. For years, as a kid, I made sure that when I went to bed, my ears were all covered in case somebody would pour something down my ears. I used to worry about um, Dracula. Yeah, you... I used to tuck myself in so they couldn't get to my neck. Well, when I was a kid, we—I remember being about seven, the, the old age of my eldest, and watching Salem's Lot. 
Oh, God. Salem, do you, do you remember Salem's Lot, Dennis, with um, Starsky from Starsky and Hutch? Yes, yes. And the vampires. And the yes. vampires at the window. Oh, there's a lot of it about now. What? There's a lot of these vampires about yeah, now. Yeah, there are. They're very popular now. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Dennis. Anyway, get well, get well, keep well, please. Peace and love, peace and I'm... love. Um, there we go. Do you want to hear a story about a liar? Always. Oldest man in the world dies at the age of 146. What a liar. <laughs> Where's the next oldest man? 146. Not possible. A heavy smoker whose documents appear to make him the oldest person to have ever lived has died at 146. Right, whereabouts? Indonesia. Right. Now, I'm not saying they're all dodgepots. Indonesian... Sodi Mejo, who was also known as Grandpa Gotu, was born in December 1870, according to his papers. Come on, guys. However, there is some question over the reliability of this information, as Indonesia only started recording births in 1900. But officials in Indonesia say that his claims are valid based on interviews. What, they could remember the olden days. You just, they just catch him uh, unaware. When, when was your birthday? <laughs> 1870. Don't do the voice. No, here's the thing. The voices are funny. The voices are funny. They're not that. They're not that hurtful. I'm going to do the voices. This is this is this is me from now on. I'm doing the voices. They're funny. They're funny. They're not accurate. Is my problem. Oh bloody hell! Stop it! It's funny. You're laughing? It's a funny voice. Why shouldn't I do it? I'm horrified. Hello, dear. I'm doing the voices. I've made the decision. I've looked death in the face. I'm going to do the voices. What what, what is the harm? Death is nothing. It's the offcoms I'm worried about. Um... Oh, thank you very much. No, stop it. Well, I'm going to do the voices. From now on, if there's a Chinaman... Um, Japanese gentleman. Geordie. Hey, hey, Geordie man. A Japanese Geordie man. Oh, I'm going to do the voices. I am going to do the voices. And here's the thing. You will not get one Chinaman, one Japanese man, one Geordie man phoning up to complain. Because the accents will be nothing like. No, because they'll be, because they'll get, it's a bit of fun. It is a bit of fun. We all just need... Someone, 0344 499 phone up and tell me why it's it's um, insensitive or, um, what, what's the word they use, racist, for me to do a, um, a Nigerian accent. Tell me why that is bad for me to do a Pakistani accent. Tell me why. You can't, there's, there's, there's no reason. There's no reason. I'm making a stand. I'm doing the voices. I'm going to do them more off-air than on-air to start with. Um, but once I've got a repertoire, we're going to do a show. Like last night's show was a special. We're going to do. Oh, we're going to do a show. Ian Lee goes around the world. No. And with three hours around gonna, the world in eighty voices. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Um. Oh, welcome to China. No. Don't. I'm going to do the voices. Do I, my, Do mine. Well, yeah, you man. No. I tell you what, I'll tickle your balls for a favour. <laughs> what? I'm I'm right, aren't I, Ross? I'm right, aren't I, Ross? 
Hello, uh, Ian. No, oh, OK. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm right, aren't I, Russ? Yeah, I come from Britwell Estate, Slough. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Me too. What, what's, yeah, what street yeah. did you grow up I on? I was going to tell you, it's good to hear you and Kath back, because I remember you on uh, another radio station in the morning. We received three counties radio! That's right, that's yeah. right. That's Home right. Kath went up to Birmingham, I think, didn't she? She did something. There was she dish up chips. Basically, basically, um, I lost my job, and it was Catherine's fault. What? And yeah, she, I have never forgiven. I have never forgiven her, Russell. But the trouble is, Ian. Yes. They've got some muppet on there in the morning now, and it's not that funny. Ah well, listen. I don't. I. I, I don't know the fella, and I. I I've got. No, I've got no, no hard I'm, feelings I'm, against him. I I'm wish not, him the best I'm of luck. Anyway, Ian. Yes. I was going to tell you because you're about ten years younger than me. Flipping it, yeah. But you're from the Britwell. M- 120 Monksfield Avenue, Monksfield Way. Uh, I was in the Heaven Close. Where, now, where was Hetherington Close? That was just round from the shops. Remember Wentworth Avenue? Wentworth, yeah, because Wentworth's moved now. Yeah, yeah. And they knocked not... it all down and moved it onto the other side of... Uh, is it Long Reddings Lane? Long Furlongs Lane? Right, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the Long so, Furlongs. Sorry, Kath. I You're remember... To, I remember when with Ian I remember... Yeah. ...my phone number from when I lived um, in, that, in that address. Oh, I remember mine. Oh, once. Yeah. Right? But that, that's, that television series you was on about was Some yes. Mothers Do Have Them. What? Some Mothers Do Have Them, Michael Crawford. No, I say, I don't know this. I remember Michael Crawford from Barnum. Oh, he was funny. He used to do all his own stunts and everything. Well, what was it? He was in a circus? No. Or the no, army? it was a series on uh, BBC. Or oh, couldn't say that. But it was on every week. Some Mothers Do Have Them. And it was, um, like, a posh family living next door to... Another and family. They decided job they'd job had job enough job and they wanted to for. grow pigs. Yeah. Every job he went for, he used to mess up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because, and he, 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 was, he ended up borrowing money off Penelope Keith. Yeah. Jerry. Oh, I'll tell you, he's, he's, um, his wife in the series was Michelle Dotrice. Oh, F- Felicity Kendall. And she was married to, uh, Edward Woodward. Right. The equaliser. Yeah. Now, I remember yeah. the equaliser, and yeah. I remember Felicity Kendall, because, of course, she got, um... Felicity Kendall, she was in a good life. She, yeah, exactly. Is that, the, is that what we're talking about? No, some mothers oh, do have them. Heck. Oh, the army one. No, lovely the boy. army one. Lovely boy. <laughs> anyway, I'm ringing off. Bye-bye. Was it the one where it was in the, the hotel in, in uh, Torquay? No, that was 40 Towers. No, that was, um... I've got no idea what that Hapless holidaymaker Keith Barron. Okie dokie, okay. Um, Duty free. She, and, and the posh bird from that, Joanna somebody. Lum- Ang- Lumley. No, it wasn't. She had an angular nose. Yes. Um, Katia will know, won't you, Katia? Hello. There we go. We'll find out if she knows after this. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Katia. Hello? I'm going to start doing the accents, Katia. Yes, I think you should. Yeah, going to. That's uh, just why I was ringing. I don't see any problem with that. Is oh. there a problem? Oh, uh, thank you. With the... <laughs> no, but really, is it written in your Ofcom regulation book? Is it written? Oh, please well, do it not is... the accent. I've never actually read the book, but oh. it, I know. 
I know they frown quite heavily upon racism. I know that. I've I've I've, I've run up against that before. Um, uh, so uh, you've got to be careful about that. But I honestly, and this is not even me doing a thing now, right? Yeah. I honestly do not think. I can't see what the problem is with a bit of chalky. No. Oh God. I can't see what the problem is. It's just doing a voice. But if I were to do Katia's silly voice, everyone would go, oh, that's a great, um, you know, t- t- piece he's doing about Brexit. It's clever. It's a bit of satire. Do it then. Um, Katia, from my boyfriend Roger, and we ask you, are you going to be evacuated from the country? How does that make you feel as a Belgian person? Yeah. No, uh, do you know what? It doesn't make me feel. Uh, it makes me. Uh, it makes me laugh, and I. I don't talk like that at all. But um, do you know? It, I, no, no, really. All I, right, I, here we go. Here we go. Hang on, hang on a minute. Right. Right. So, and we'll do the list. Belgium. Okay. Yeah. Right. Put that down. Okay. Hi, I'm from America. Okay. We're Irish. Okay with the... No, don't don't take the don't take the mic, please, Catherine. Please, please. This is actually, this is actually, you could lose your job if I cross too many lines here. I'm from the United States of America, and I've got a gun, and I'm going to take it and fire it at a school. That's what they do. That's what they do. That's what they do. So that, we're okay with American, right? Okay. Okay. Um, we would like to ask you some questions about your Papers. German. Aren't we fi- a little bit uncomfortable there, Catherine? Well, it's just the cruel look in your eye. A little bit? Okay. Ah, to be sure, to be sure. It's the little folk. Oh, Irish. Okay. Now we're fine. Okay. Hello there. I am from India. Now. Now. Now where are we going? What? We're in the Indian subcontinent. Suddenly it's got a little bit hot, and it's not just because we're thinking of all the delicious spicy foods and the increase in temperature. It's got a little bit hot because I've done an Indian accent. Why is it different? I've gone from Irish to Indian. What's the problem? I think it's because the connotation is with that old-fashioned mocking impression people used to do of, of uh, the Indians. What do you mean? Well, I'm not mocking. You I'm know what I'm talking about. Like, if you are, I think, if I like... Um, bre- it's a genuine thing. Breakfast what at Tiffany's, but yeah. I think that uh, Mickey Rooney's Japanese impression ruins it. Because oh. it's like, huh? it's a horrible, uh, stereotypical... Oh, it's horrible. And and just rubbish. No, I think you mean rubbery. Thanks very much. Now, no. <laughs> now here's the thing. Genuinely, Belgium, fine. American, fine. German, eh, Irish, fine. Indian, oh. Oh, it gets a little bit. T- I'm going to move because we oppressed them. Once. I'm going to. Uh, so yeah. we oppressed the Irish. We mur- we we massacred the Irish. Mm. We massacred the Irish. Mm. I'm going to go northwest now. Hello, I'm Pakistani. Now, don't now. Is that worse than Indian? I'm, I'm being genuine. I think now. it's the same ballpark. Um, I would now because if we're talking about the way we treated people, we treated what became the Pakistan when when we when we allowed we allowed the partition of India, um, we treated what became Pakistan 
much, much worse than we treated what remained of India. We, we basically said, uh, if you're a Muslim, you've got three months to move all the way up to here, to the crappiest part of the subcontinent, and, and where it's awful and horrible. So we treated the Pakistanis worse than we treated the Indians. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do either impression. Okay. Let's, let's now focus our attention on Africa. Oh, exactly. You go first, Katia. <laughs> uh, oh, but it's such a big continent. Where do you go? Nigeria. Um, wow, I don't, I don't, I don't really have the accent in my head, so I can't really. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I would like to help you. Is that? That's not bad. It's not bad, mm. but yeah. I, I, I'm going to stop because I, I, I'm, I'm playing a slightly naughty game. But okay. but, I, but there is but there is a genuine there is a genuine genuine thing behind it. Okay, because this is, this popped into my head the other day when I was off my face, right? And I, I don't want to cause offence, and I, I, mm. and I genuinely don't know how those voices will cause offence um, done in this context. Um, but it really got me thinking: wh- what? Why? So- is it? Is it colour? Is it colour? Because Belgium, American, German, Irish, you could kind of argue, obviously with huge, huge exceptions, you could kind of argue they're white, predominantly yeah. white. And that is, um, you know, that is is wildly inaccurate. But yeah. for the argument, that, that whereas, whereas Indian and Pakistani and African, mm-hmm. they are predominantly non-white. Mm-hmm. Japanese and Chinese would be classed as non-white. So is it a white thing? Is it a colour thing is that what it is is it is it a race thing is it is it that it can't be about suppression because we have never we have never as a nation successfully suppressed the chinese i don't think we've i don't think we made any attempts to try and conquer china did we if we did it didn't go very far it didn't have gone very far whereas japan ruled china for ages which is insane Mm. did you know the americans had concentration camps for the japanese during the war Yes, I did know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know that. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so it, it it can't be. The, 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 for me to do a Chinese voice, and I'm not talking about doing the eyes and things. Uh, the, the, that clip mm. of um, David Bowie, and I think it's in China Girl, the China Girl video. He does the eyes. Mm. Um, so I'm not doing the eyes because I think that, that is that is a, a, a racial mockery. That is mockery. Yeah, that mm. is mockery. Um, but the voice, I'm sure there's a really good reason for it, but I don't know what it is, and I've and I've not been able to think what it oh, is. Hold on, listen, listen. Also, the thing is, I, I I think they are beautiful. I think I think the accents are beautiful because they yep. are part of what the people are. I mean, speaking or not, the language. It's normal that you've got an accent. When I went, here's the thing, though. Yeah. If I'm talking to someone and they start doing a northern accent to me, and they're not northern, I find it really annoying. Maybe it's the tip of that iceberg. Here's, when I went to Japan, right, there's a band I like called Pizzicato 5, and mm-hmm. they're, they're a Japanese band, and they're called Pizzicato 5. And I went to HMV, and um, I said, do you have any Pizzicato 5? Blank face. Pizzicato 5. Blank face. And I thought, oh, oh, I'll, I'll try this. Pizzicato 5. And I said it in a Japanese voice. She went, ah, Pizzicato 5. And she took me to the thing. Yeah. Because I'd done it. 
It said it in the accent. Yeah, but Katia, and you'll get this. When I lived in different places, I've lived in French-speaking places and Spanish-speaking places, if you don't know the words, there are kind of mechanisms you can try, aren't there? And sometimes mm. you know that there is, if there's an English word for it, mm-hmm. put in a slightly French spin on it or a Spanish spin on it, yeah. nine times out of ten, it'll either be right yeah. or it'll be close enough to know what yeah. you're going on about. Yeah. So it's the same thing that you did there. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, we all we all love the joke... Chinese dentist time, 2.30. This chicken is rubbery, thank you very much. Um, Why do so many Chinese people live in Harrow? You know, and and those those jokes... They're not nasty jokes, though, are they? No. But the the joke is the mispronunciation Mm. of the English language by someone. Why Mm. are there so many Chinese people in Harrow? Because as soon as they get off... The the, 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 the joke is quite me, I suppose. As soon as they get off the aeroplane, they get in a cab and they say Harrow. Oh, right, okay. So, um, but... I still don't think it's a particular... I still don't think it's just a... It's a silly joke. It's a nonsense joke. Of course, it's not true. I don't know if if Harrow has a particularly big Chinese community or not. I don't know. Um, But the joke is they can't say hello. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Harold, mm. it, it, it's a thing. Uh, uh, is is that we don't tell Irish jokes anymore? Um, and no, but they were massive in the seventies, weren't they? Well, they were massive, and then it became Essex girls, and then it became blondes, and then it became I don't know what it. It probably became Polish for a while. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Who, now. who are the people that um, the Belgians tell jokes about? Because this happens in every country. Uh, well, it's more the, the French telling jokes about the Belgians, really. <laughs> I don't think the Belgians really take jokes about I'm trying to think about No, not really, no. <laughs> Everyone laughs about us. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> the French make jokes about us, about us only eating roast beef yeah. and uh, having yeah. bad teeth and smelling. But, I mean, we're, I, but we're like historical enemies, aren't we? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're, you know... I don't know. I, we, 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 you know, it's, it's just. It is an, I know, it's an interesting question. But so I'm going to do the voices, Katia. <laughs> okay. Thanks very much Thank for calling. Um, yes, Az. Hello. Hello, Az. Hello, Ian. If I do an American accent, yeah. But when I do it, I'm thinking of an American guy called Sanjeev, whose parents are from India. Then does it make it racist? No, because you're not doing. I don't necessarily subscribe to the thing that doing an Indian accent is is racist. I don't necessarily. I guess the, the argument is the intent behind it. Um, no. Okay. But yeah. I like I like the point that you are making. I'll tell you what I've noticed in American dramas or comedies, actually, more more likely, they do the voice, they do the oh, Indian voice, don't they? Um, and they uh, waggle the head. Arpu. like proper old fashioned nineteen seventies Indian accent impression. Arpu in um, The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, and uh, and also, having been to, to, to um, Pakistan, India, they they do waggle the head. They, they, the, the waggle. I remember when I went to Pakistan, and, and and people were waggling their head when they were trying to make a point. I, I found it hilarious because they actually did. But you're right. They and do waggle the head. I couldn't tell whether they were saying yes or no. Sometimes it was really. I know. Awkward. I love the head waggle. I think it's such it's a charming brilliant. thing. But um, yeah, you're right. In um, in I, I, there's another. It's not um the, the the Big Bang Theory, is it? There's not. There's not. There's, yeah, there's, Raj. He he's got quite a thick Indian accent, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they do. But is that because there aren't that many... What? There aren't that many Indians? No, no, I'm going to say there aren't that many roles for westernised 
Indian, you know, they're all first generation, aren't they? So whenever they appear on television in America, it always seems to be they're either exchange students mm. or taxi drivers. Yep. The thing is, though, when I do accents, I just love doing the accents, even if I can't do it well. It's just it's just a lovely thing to do, to, like, appreciate someone else's accent. Oh, I love doing a Nigerian accent. I'm going to say it. I won't do it on the air because I don't want... Because someone will get the wrong end of the stick and complain. I love doing a Nigerian accent. It's about the accent. intent, though, isn't it? Well, like, as you know, I hate Nigerians. <laughs> with a, uh, No, I don't. That's a joke. Um, it's a small one, about this big. Uh, but, no, it, 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 it is. But uh, all of it is... is, is uh... Oh, I don't know. I've run out of steam all of a sudden. I don't know. I don't the know accents are fun it's to like doing. Appreciating their language, their their accent. Yeah, my my eldest has, has, has suddenly developed a talent for doing accents, and and it's it's great. It's much better than I could ever be. And he started doing accents, and um, I'm wondering if at some point he's going to do one. And I'm going to have to go. Ooh, just uh, probably best we don't do that one mm. for whatever reason. So speaking of the boys, you yeah. started showing them Doctor Who. Yeah. Are there any monsters that you think are going to be too much for them, and you're going to have to skip that episode? Yeah, the um, the the one with the the weeping angels. The angels, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, that's, that's going to that's going to blow. They them, are so bloody nice. terrifying. I remember one from when I was a kid that terrified me, and the thing was like a sort of like a slug in a tank. Do you remember that one? And it had this. It used to go ah when it was talking. It was horrible. I, do, I know the one to which you refer. That scared the living daylights out of me as a kid. The one that does the Hannibal thing. Yes! Yeah, what was that? I can't remember. That was a later one, wasn't it? Yeah, Cass only little. I am. She's not as old as I sound. Well, she's quite old. As Listen, thank you for that, mate. 03444991000. Late nights with Ian Lee. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee. On Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Yes, Amanda. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? I'm feeling a little bit ropey, but oh, the end is in sight. A fan is being brought in to cool me down, so everything is groovy, Amanda. What oh, you that's good. Us? I'm really sorry that you've been really poorly, and that's it's really nice to see you back on the air. It's nice to Rock. be back and see my friends and talk to you. <laughs> so, Ian, so tonight you were talking about, you know, accents yes. and racism and, you know, what's conceived to be racist and what isn't. Yes. So can I tell you something? Yeah, go on. Okay, so in the 19, let's look back, in the 1970s, there's Buckaroo, yeah. okay? Oh, yeah. Looking, I, I'm kind of a 1970s woman, so Buckaroo. Have you ever played Buckaroo, right? I and have, it's, it's and amazing. It's, yeah, but then it's not gone off. <clears throat> no, it's still there. We, well, me and the boys have been playing it recently, <laughs> and some games it just hasn't gone off. It doesn't trigger. My least favourite game. Oh, maybe you haven't put it in the position where oh. its hind legs have got to be, like, positioned. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. blame it on me. <laughs> all right, anyway, go on. You know, but the back legs have to be in the position, because I play that with my son all the time. Yeah. Anyway, so 1970, it's got, like, buckaroo. Yes. Um, joy of sex. You so, know, that was what, 1970s book, Joy of Sex. That is like 1970s. Wow, I don't remember having that as a toy. Oh, God. No, not a toy. I'm not talking about toys. Okay. I'm just talking about things from the 1970s. Okay. I remember when my parents were moving house and they <laughs> they moved and the, the, and the van came up to the house and my parents opened the back of the van, the Joy of Sex mm. fell out. I was like five years old and I saw this geriatric <laughs> they were they were both of them the gentleman and the lady were both very very hairy 
Uh, very, yeah. Mildly very. terrified me. I never looked at my parents the same way again. I just thought, yeah. Pencil drawings of a big, hairy vagina. It's not, yeah. yeah I, I, I saw that. It's nature, it's natural. But no, I wasn't very, very excited about it. So my other thing was this macrame thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, what, um, well, what's macrame? That's like macrame knitting. Macrame is like with string and yeah. it's kind of like a plaiting thing. I wonder. Yes. Right. Plaiting, yes, yes. It's like a plaiting thing and it was big in the 70s and you used to have these all kind of um, coloured uh, balls. We used to have, um, do you remember Looby Loo? Looby Loo? Oh, that was a cartoon, wasn't it? No, we had Looby Loo, right? And it was, um, it's what they, it's like um, uh, fidget spinners now. It's, oh, they're, uh, am- they're amazing. No, it, it's, so it's like plastic, <laughs> and you'd weave the plastic, and you'd make a key ring. But then oh, what I you had to that. do, what you had to do to seal it off, was you had to get a, a lighter and melt the end of it. And this was a kid's toy, Looby <laughs> Loo. So it, it was the, it was the craze. never allowed it now. Yeah, yeah. But the reason I'm talking about this, sorry, oh, I'm, I'm harping on a little no, bit, was when um, when I was at college years yes. ago, yes. and we talked about the accents and stuff, and I was I was kind of a little bit bored at college. I don't know what was going on with me, oh, but I um, don't know where this is going. Yes, you know, I was in musical theatre, and it was all a bit bizarre. Anyway, yeah. so I was at home, and I thought, I tell you what, I'm going to do. Uh-oh. I found my mum's book of macrame, and I thought, right, bugger it, I'm going to do some macrame. Yes. <laughs> So I went to the local shop, and he was like the local Pakistani guy, yes. or ethnic guy. I don't know what's right to say or what's not right that to say. Either. And I yeah. said, <laughs> and I had a few to drink, and I said, um, have you got any string? And he was like, yeah, I had a lot of string. And I said, I'm going to do some macrame. And he went, are you, I know, I know, I know macrame, very good, 1970s. What? And I, I, he, he did this voice. Yeah. <laughs> right, listen, no, 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 listen, I've got to let you go, I've got to let you go, and I'll tell you why. A, because that story was quite dull, um, and B, because I haven't got my faders here, so I've, I've hit the dump button, but I haven't got all of the tools that um, I would like to have when a yellow card. So if you're, if, if you're listening, uh, the, the, the reason I, I cut you off is because my faders are broken, it's Paul Ross's thing, um... And when there's been one uh, f bomb, I've just got to be super, super careful. Okay, so that's that's all uh, that's all that is. Speaking of f bombs, here's Paul. I promise I won't use any swear words, but I know you're struggling tonight. You're not still feeling well, but I'll give you a second wind right now. Paul's going to give me my second wind. How is he going to administer it to me? Okay, you were talking about accents. Now, I think you push things really close to the limit. I don't know if you're on a suicide mission to lose your contract, actually, but I find it good. Okay, right. You were talking about a Chinese accent. Now, when I call up my local Chinese takeaway food place, I always use the same place. Yeah. And they usually store your number, don't they? They usually do, yes. And they remember your name, because of your number. Yes. And they refer to me, not by my first name, but by my surname. They call me Mr. and my surname. Is your surname Cox? No. Okay. Because well, I would call you make, Cox. Okay, I'm going to make you laugh now. But they refer to me by my surname. Now, I have a traditional English surname, but it's a bit unusual. When they say it, it makes me laugh. But I imagine your surname in a Chinese accent. So when they refer to you, if you call them up, they'll call you Mr. Wee, won't they? No. Not Mr. Lee, they'll call you Mr. Wee. No. 
No, that's not how it works. No, 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 no. They would say... In a Chinese accent. Yeah, it would, be, it would be Mr. Ree. Okay, it's close enough. It's it? yeah. not really, no. It's not re- re is not close enough to we for it to um, make any sense whatsoever. Okay, it's close enough. It, it's, it's not really, but thanks very much indeed. When, um, when I had Japanese lessons, and a um, lovely Japanese lady came around, and I cannot for the life of me, began with an A, I can't remember her name, but she saw um, Mr. Lee has booked some, chi- uh, some Japanese lessons, so she came around and she thought I was going to be a Chinese gentleman. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, genuinely not trying to offend people by, by, by the accent thing. Uh, it, it has just been kind of the, the playing in, in the back of my head a little bit as to why some are and, and why some aren't, and I'm sure that some of you have got some excellent reasons as to why that may be the case. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Number Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Cleo. Hello, dude. I'm sorry about the incoherent ramble earlier. My brain just does that every now and again. But anyway, the accents thing. I think, um, I I don't understand why people are offended by accents, but I do, I I think it's more people are offended by stereotypes that are sort of part of the accent, if you know what I mean. Not the accent itself. Because I can't, I can't help but do accents when I'm telling no, a story. The, 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 uh, no, I disagree with that. Because if I were to do a Nigerian accent now, there would be someone that would be offended. Um, whether I was saying... Okay, a stereo- the Nigerian stereotype, a, a traffic yeah. warden. If I were being a Nigerian traffic warden, people would be offended at the Nigerian aspect as opposed to the stereotype of the traffic warden aspect of it, I think. Um, Do you reckon a Nigerian would be offended or... or- well, this is, this is the question, I suppose, really. It's impossible to answer because people, people are just people, aren't they? Sorry? You've said that before. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I mean is... It's just people. So, yes, yeah, some Nigerians would be offended, some won't, because some non-Nigerians would be offended yeah. and some wouldn't. It's no different. I've got mates from Trinidad, and they just, they love it when I do, like, it's only in context, if I'm, if I'm talk I can't talk about a discussion with someone with a different accent, or even with a weird voice. Mm. Without doing that voice, and it's something like me. Mum's the same; she does the same. I don't know why, but I can't just say. Me doctor said, Mister Hewitt, you've got to do whatever. I'll say, me doctor said, Mister Hewitt, you've got to. I can't not do it. You know what I mean? And it's like I'm not. It's, I love the accent. I'm not sort of trying to be offensive. Mm, no. And I live in an area like the northeast. You can literally go five minutes in any direction. And find a completely different accent. It's it's weird. Accents, when, when I ring up and like accents are marvelous. Accent accents are delicious. Accents are what make the world. And you know what? In fifty years' time, we won't have any accents. There won't well, be any. Well, they certainly won't. There, there won't be any accents in this country. They'll all all of the British accents yeah. will be gone. They used to, play, they used to say uh, that Thames estuary would take over because of TV and stuff, didn't they? Yep, 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 exactly. And now everyone, but, um, now everyone talks with that Australian um, thing at the end where they go up at the end of the mean? sentence. I know, I keep telling my daughter not to do that. Makes her sound unsure of herself. Um, Girls do it more than boys, and it annoys yeah, me. Yeah, 
I am not... The boys say things that I don't like them saying. They start saying, oh, my God. Mm. Um, and things that I don't like. But I'm making a real point of not saying... Don't say that. Well, I've just said to my eldest, who started doing that thing, I said, do you know what? Think about what you're going to say and say it like you mean it. You don't need to do that. You don't need to apologise for the way you're... for your uh, statements. Oh. No, because I think it's important. No. It's a it's a weird girl thing where they kind of back off because they don't want to offend anyone and they're not saying anything that's offensive. Oh, kids, huh? Yeah, I know. Struth. Apparently the best song in the world is George Michael's Careless Whisper. George Michael's Careless Whisper <laughs> has been voted the best song ever. By? Um, by George, George Michael, guy from Wham. <laughs> Knocking John Lennon's Imagine, that's by John Lennon, mm. off the top spot for the first time in three years. Smooth radio listeners cast more than 28,000 votes to choose the nation's all-time top 500 songs. And Michael's 1984 ballad took prime position just four months after his death. Yeah, I think that's got something to do with it. Uh, it's what he would have wanted. Yeah. Michael died of natural causes on Christmas Day at 53. The former Wham! star also took second place with 1986 hit A Different Corner. Oh, really? Not you've got to have the faith, the faith, the faith. I don't even know the song Different Corner. It's very... Um... I, what's the one where it's him... It's millions of him and it's millions of that girl in a bar. You know the one? No. My mate Adam was, was in the video, so one of the hymns is him. There's millions of George Michaels and there's millions of... I want to say Shia LaBeouf, is she a singer? It's a mum. Someone, someone with a name like that, a young black soul singer with a name like Shia LaBeouf. Um, Shola Ammer? Shola Ammer. I don't remember doing a song with him. Some For crying out loud, Kath, why are you being such a dick? I just don't remember. Well, someone... Tried to help you. She did a... That was a, that was a good song. I enjoyed that song. Well, how did it go? Um... I feel the sun is coming up and I can hide. Oh, 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 okay. The sun is coming up and Are you doing... Whoa, stop. Are you doing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you doing always the Stevie Wonder cover? You are, aren't you? Right, who's that with? Mary J. Blige. Yes. She's like Shia LaBeouf. Come on. Or Inter In terms of names, they are all very similar. Really? Yeah. I feel the sun is coming up inside my mind. That is a great song. Well, that is a I'm great sure it is. song. I've no idea what it is. Um, gosh, he has 19 songs in the top 500 list. That's uh, greedy. Only equalled by Sir Elton John. The ex Wham stars duet with Sir Elton. Don't let the sun go down on me. Fnaf Fnaf was ninth. Um, so let's. This is the top ten. Songs of all time. As voted by Smooth listeners. Number 10. Um, I've got to sing them, okay? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, okay, hang on a minute. What you can't see at home is the singing uh, face he does at um, me. Um, Getting into his groove. <laughs> I'm trying to think how this one goes. We'll come back to number... No, we can't move on until we got it. Go right, on. okay. Um... <laughs> 
Yes. Rolling in the deep. Is it Holding Me Back the Years by Simply Red? No, come on. <laughs> you know the song. Rolling in the Deep by Yeah, Adele. Adele. Don't let the song. You can't. Right, go can we establish down. some rules? <laughs> yeah. You can't just sing the title. Okay. Um, There's something that I see. All I thought I had was just ahead of me. So don't let the sun. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, we well, used to have a rude version of that at school. I bet you did. Um, baby, I want to get down, and you're gonna play my big fat with it. <laughs> oh, baby, it's a new song, or is it? Yeah, baby, I want to get down and make some love in front of the fire. It's Barry White. Yep. Yep. Which one though? Oh, it's all don't of matter. <laughs> I don't even know this song. What is it? Adele, make me make you feel my love. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Here like we go. Here's one. one. Here's one. Uh, I'll get to the bit where it's not the thing. Let me get to the bit where it's not the light. The, the, the... So go your way. I'll go mine. <laughs> but remember, our love was out of time. Cause I That's not the lyric away. So you go your way. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? There you go. Um I take it that was the Whitney version. Yeah. Young and sweet, only seventeen. Dancing Queen, I but I don't know the song Hello by Adele. Hello, it's me. I don't know the song Oh. Hang on, I'll go get into it. We almost had it all. Oh, yeah. We almost had it Isn't all. Isn't rolling in the deep again? Is it? Oh, I was trying to sing Someone Like You. <laughs> By Adele. Is that not it? No. Okay, and then the other two are George Michael. It's a good game. Let me do another song. Okay. This reminds me of when I used to play Name That Tune with my sister, and she used to do... Olsen Ilda, Olsen Ilda. <laughs> okay, I do, I do, uh, let me do a song. Go on. Okay, okay. Um, let me think of a song, think of a song. Hang on. I've got one. Um, Face. <laughs> uh, one look, one touch. One thousand years. One vision. No. <laughs> one look. One touch. One thousand years. We'll still Could be, be... round. Kind of magic. Yes. Well, do you know my? Sing f- the actual words <laughs> and do me a favour. <laughs> do you know my favourite Queen song? And Queen fans will love Is me it, for this. Um, bicycle. No, uh, no, no. It's a great is one. It... No, I'll play it. I'm going to play it. No, no. Is it this one? Bass! <laughs> no. It's, it's, this, is, this has got to be the greatest Queen song. I don't know why this isn't um, Queen. See if you, uh, you recognise. This is This is really... This, this shows I've got my um, my knowledge is, is, is spot on on music. Here we go. This is a classic. Here we go. Greatest song Queen ever did. You know it? No? I'm the in 
Incredible how you can See right through me I'm the invisible man I'm the invisible man This is, the, uh, this is Queen at their best you, you cannot get a better Queen song Hang on. That you just can't. Did you give shout out Freddie Mercury there? No, it was Brian May. Was it on the record? Yeah. Hang on a minute. I'm watching your lips. Visible because he was a massive show off. He was, he was a big old ponce, wasn't he? Big (laughs) old ponce, Freddie. Um, Big old ponce. I wouldn't like to be the person who had to put those mic stands back together. No, well, well, business with them. Yeah, we all know what he did (laughs) with those. Now, (laughs) absolutely um, ridiculous. Absolutely outrageous behaviour for a man of his age. Uh, there's an advert in the mirror today. Oh, that was what always put me off. Just, just uh, here we um, advert in the mirror today. I was thinking of getting these for you. These look like a lot of fun. It's only thirty quid. It's not nipple clamps again. Is it? No, 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 no. It's only thirty quid. You'll like this. Oh no, you save thirty quid. That's only nineteen ninety-five plus three pound ninety-five postage package. You get two of them. Two six-foot uh, scarecrows. <laughs> <laughs> My mum bought me them. Did though? You're joking. Got, well, mini version, yeah. A fun addition to your garden. They were fun. They were a lot of fun. And a great way to keep on want, what's in it. What I'd do, I'd set them up in the garden. You could get them closer and closer every day and turn yeah, yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, with their hands outstretched. <laughs> and then, and then sometimes they'd be they'd be going back, but they'd have something from the boys' bedroom. Yeah, a sock in their mouth. <laughs> sometimes a knife. And then they'd leave like a little straw poo. Oh. A knife. That's a level of detail I wasn't expecting. Well, I did a knife. I'm not going to threaten my children with knives. Okay. Um, but demon... S- strictly guns in our house. <laughs> demon scarecrow. Here we go. These are good Sorry. names. Look, these charming scarecrows, Florence and Fred. Oh. Um, I think if I'm paying 20 quid for two scarecrows, I'm going to name them. <laughs> um, will help protect seedlings, plants and flowers without the use of harmful chemicals or ultrasonic devices. Well, they won't, though, because... No. Scarecrows don't know what they are. Scarecrows have never, ever worked. Look at Wurzel Gummidge. He was rubbish, wasn't he? Let me just put on my licking head. (laughs) Measures an impressive impressive six foot. Oh, thank you, Aunt Sally. And mounted on a solid bamboo pole, they are traditionally dressed. A solid bamboo pole being a cane. (laughs) And feature long corn hands, feet and hair designed to deter even the bravest of birds and pests as they wave in the wind. Designed to last a number of seasons, so no. that's less than a year. Yeah, they should be stored over the winter months to maximise their lifespan. Yeah, I was just rotted. Was forty nine ninety nine now nineteen ninety nine? Forty nine? What? How much? Fifty quid. Fifty quid for two of them. But then also, the, the, it says this: so you don't need you don't need harmful chemicals or ultrasonic devices, right? The thing they're advertising on top of it. Is an ultrasonic device. So I had one of them. I had a cat scarer. Yeah. Someone nicked it. We um, had great success with those for mice. Yes. 
I it's, had them for mice because when I was works. pregnant, there was a mouse in the garage. Mm. And uh, I was concerned. I didn't want like dead mice or live mice around, really. No, 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 didn't no. want to be catching them. No. And it would be my job. I would st- I would happily stove a mouse's head in. Eesh. Oh, with, with, with pleasure. I picked one up before and, and loved it with that cat brought in. Well... On that anyway, bomb show. On that bomb show, dear listener, um, we've uh, come to the end of uh, another rip roaring show. Um, don't forget to go and download the podcast. If you go to iTunes and type in Ian Lee and Talk Radio, they will pop up. Um, thank you, Catherine, for holding my hand as we t- tentatively uh, came back and did the show. It today. was a lot of fun. Thank you, Ed. Uh, thank you to all of the callers, all of the contributors. Um, all of the um, listeners. Oh, just forget it. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.